Sandy's Spilling the Tea with Sandy. K-Man's top news headlines of the day from CMR. Good morning, Sandy. How morning, are you? Morning, morning, Blake and Aaron. How are you guys doing today? We're Fantastic. good. Fantastic. <laughs> Uh, how are you? We should actually yeah. air the conversations we we uh, we have on the air before we go on the air. <laughs> yeah. Those are good. People can hear the before we go live conversations. Yeah, right. The grooming. Mm-hmm. Yes. So um, let's start off with some positive news this morning. Sure, that'd be That's great. Good. I know, right? Commander yeah. pilot Anthony Hawkins flew his inaugural flight with Delta Airlines into Owen Roberts International Airport yesterday morning. We were oh, able oh. to catch up with him. Yes, he's a first officer for Delta. And uh, we were able to catch up with him. His dad went by the, the airport to say hi to him as well. So it was pretty fun. And um, funny enough, his first inaugural flight here was his captain's last flight. So the captain of that flight was also retiring. Mm-hmm. So um, that was Did they get the, cool. um, the uh, water gun salute? Uh, no, because that's probably reserved only for Cayman Airways. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Ah. That makes yeah. sense. But yeah. he's doing the Delta flights from no. here? Um, well, this or is the first one coming in, but he won't know if he's on the roster ah. uh, going forward. So this could be a one-off um, situation. But we were there to able to speak with him and capture the moment. So it was super oh, cool. Pretty cool. Great. I'm fine. Delta yeah. soon. Hopefully he's my captain. So he was, uh, yeah. And the funny thing is I actually knew somebody going out on that flight to Atlanta. So they oh. were able to give her a little shout out for me. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Excellent. Well All done. Right. So, um, yep, absolutely wonderful. So moving on to um, other news, we have in regional news, um, reggae artist, dancehall artist, uh, Spice. Uh, lots of questions around her um, well-being and what she's got going on. So there are, are rumors afloat that maybe she has had surgery and that she's in a coma, a medically induced coma. What? No one seems to, yeah, no one seems to really know because the people that should speak on it, a.k.a. her, um, have been completely silent. Her booking agent is telling oh, Jamaican She's in a coma. She's not going to be speaking yeah, exactly. about it. I mean, is it like... But isn't she supposed to be here for a concert soon? Exactly. Yeah. When is oh, that concert? Real, that's the real reason that we care. Um, in like two weeks' time. Well, also other reasons we well, care. Or, we care because she's a human being. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly. that too, but, you know, a lot of people are like, this isn't news that, that bothers us. I'm like, hmm. Actually, it is. I mean, she is a well-known artist in the region. Yeah, and, um, You know, yeah, in addition to that, we obviously are hoping her well. But, yeah, there's a bit of controversy around it. Um, so She's sick or she? Like, no one knows if she got if she got ill or... They, they, listen, something's amiss, in my opinion. Something yeah. is definitely going on. Because um, I don't know why her booking agent um, would be uh, speaking on her behalf. Hmm. Uh-huh. Raising a lot of uh, eyebrows. We should get Preston from uh, Hot yeah. One of Four here. Preston will know more. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Well, if, he, if he can, if he can dig it up, uh, do let us know. All right. So we've got Miss Argentina and Miss Puerto Rico who have announced on their social media platforms that they had secretly gotten married to each other. I love it. I think it's cute. They're so beautiful. I know, right? It's like it's how cool. can two beautiful people find each other? Well, I have a patent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So um, there is that. And we also have um, a change in medical records, um, no longer required by WRC. So they're going to be doing a, like a declaration form. Mm-hmm. Um, 
for people to submit work permits. So it's kind of interesting. We'll see how that works for them. Wait, no more medical records, like going to the where you get the blood drawn and do all that? Yep. So they're trying to simplify the medical documents for um, application submissions. So now you'll do a medical cover letter from a medical practitioner mm-hmm. that comes that will you will now submit with your application. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So mm, I don't know. I need I need to actually see this, but we're gonna so we're gonna talk about that a little bit later on because it sounds a little bit different. But we'll yeah. see if it's actually any less work. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. So kind of a light news day today, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, those are some of the news um, headlines for the morning. What are you talking about on your show today? Well, we're going to talk about the spice situation. We're going to mm-hmm. talk about a dog that fell out of a car yesterday. Um, and did, you get any, um, did you get any comments or were you able to identify the, the person that took the desert rose? Still, no. Um, it's okay. a bit strange. Uh, someone sent me this morning who they think it is, and I don't think it's that person, but yeah, um, st- still a bit suspect uh, in terms of who that is. So it's it's unusual because normally we uh, are able to get a fix on, on who these individuals are almost immediately. Hmm. So that right. person is, is lucky so far, which makes me think that probably not a whole lot of people know him anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, those are some of your news headlines for the morning. Hold on, real All right, quick. so we got uh, we Preston got... from Hot 104.1 oh, yeah. in studio. Hello, Preston. Good the most morning. famous DJ in the, in the building. <laughs> well, we're, uh, one of the headlines this morning is we're talking yeah. about Spice and, and uh, what's going on with her. Is she in a coma? Yeah. Is she ill? Do you know well, anything? What do you know? Um, news we're receiving at this time is that um, it's unconfirmed. There's a speculation at this time regarding her health. Um, mm-hmm. We know previously that, yes, she did um, cosmetic surgery. Um, not sure what has, has happened. Oh, uh, okay. So went through, okay. Could have been like, you know, how Kanye West's mom passed. Exactly. Like, uh, exactly. And listen, it's in the DR. Yeah. On stage, the, the contours of her body is definitely mm. uh, almost like a Coca-Cola bottle style. You know, if mm. you know her from previously. In and that's fabricated? That's not... Uh, no, that's not <laughs> no, not a real thing. That's not a real thing. <laughs> a real thing. <laughs> so, um, Does she eyebrow thread as uh, well? well. <laughs> eyebrow threading is necessary. So we're, I'm trying to get a hold of her manager from yesterday based on um, what I've been hearing um, to the grapevine, but nobody seemed to be answering. Um, there's another article that's out right now with um, Lady Saw. The former queen yeah. of the dance hall, where she's praying mm-hmm. for her mm. and saying that boy, you know, um, though they were at odds previously, and she's now um, a Christian, you know, they have mended whatever they had previously, and um, it's just a matter of getting full confirmation right now from the management or perhaps uh, even the medical team from the Dominican Republic. That's where we're hearing at this time. That's where she is. Oh, oh in wow, DR, DR, oh. yeah, mm-hmm. and that's for. Um, persons who ha- wanting to do that is true. Of, I've heard oh, that. Really? Oh, augmentation. Yeah. Oh, man. And a lot of people, uh, unfortunately, a lot of people who go to DR don't have. Um, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, she should be performing here. And yeah, so. I was going to say, um, Preston, that a lot of people who go to DR have not had the best experiences. Uh, no, I hear about blotched stuff at times. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, I hope that's not the case from elective surgery. That's uh, And she's supposed to be here soon, right? Yeah, on the 25th of this month. Okay. Um, so that's a Friday. It, on a Friday, yeah. I mean, it was overdue from last month. They had some uh, issues with the work permits I'm hearing. Mm. But everything was spotted out. And um, it's confirmed that she's going to be here. As a matter of fact, we are... Um, Hot 104 is one of the uh, t title sponsors of the show. So mm -hmm. I know they have um, had their contract signed. I know the legal elements of the show is you know, pretty much... Uh, set for a green light and moving forward. Well, hey, she better show up then. Oh, yeah, well, okay. but I tell you what, if, if she doesn't, <laughs> then we know that something is definitely wrong in terms of... Yeah, I mean, well, I'm well, sure um, say something soon. I'm, I'm going to be talking about this this morning, but Preston, let's be honest here. Uh -huh. you, you know Spice and you know Spice's personality. Yes. If this was a situation where everything was hunky-dory and she's perfectly fine, would you not have expected to hear from Spice herself? Oh, absolutely. She would be all over the social media yeah. oh, no. and perhaps even lambasting persons who are talking yes. to of her exactly. as well. Yeah, she would have. Yep. She would have. Oh, yeah. So that's not good news. Uh, Sandy, all the kind of cloth would be yeah. <laughs> How old is she? Uh, Spice could be about, uh, I would say, probably early 40s. Oh, man. Yeah. That's very sad. Let's hope yeah. everything's okay. Well, we know we know you got to get back on the show. Yeah, yeah, man, thanks, yeah we know you have another show to do. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pick up yourself every time to the entire Kiss family. Good morning. Pick up yourself, Sandy. Love you, girl. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. All right, Sandy, we know you got to get going on Bobo yes. 89.1 FM. We'll see you tomorrow for Friday headlines. All yes. right. Have a good one. All right. Our segment with CMR right. brought to you exclusively by. All right, folks. Good morning. How is everybody doing? As you can see, we got lots to talk about this morning. So let us kick off the show. Peppermint, sorrel, ginger, beaver grass, or English. Get it ready. Your morning tea just got hotter. Ooh, honey child. On the cold hard truth, Bobo 89.1 and Cayman's number one talk show are bringing you morning talk like no one else. Monday Rewind, Impact Wednesdays, Caribbean Connections, and much more. Don't miss a beat with what's happening in the local community. Just keep sipping your tea. What a mess. Here's your host, live and direct from the Cayman Islands, Sandy Hill. All right, folks, good morning and happy Thursday to all of you. The first Thursday in November, we're going to kick it off with a real bang here this morning. I see. Uh, oh, yes, today is Ozzy's birthday. Happy birthday, Ozzy. Osborne Bodden. It just came up as a reminder on my calendar. Um, someone actually sent us a request for birthday greetings for him yesterday, which we posted up. But apparently they don't know Ozzy very well because his birthday is actually today. So a few people reached out and said, no, his birthday is tomorrow, not today. But um, you know what? Ozzy, as always, took it in good fun. And he said better early than late. So he appreciated um, all of the uh, birthday greetings that have rolled in early. But his actual birthday is today. So if you see Ozzy, uh, by all means, please wish him a happy birthday. So how are we feeling? Um, I had to I had to dig through the medicine cabinet last night and take out some, you guys know, for quite a while, and I feel like it's been over a year. I've been dealing with this whole tennis elbow situation. 
And um, I came across a box of Arcoxia in my medicine cabinet shell. I got all kind of stuff in there. And I thought, you know what? Something has inflamed it in the last week. Uh, probably picking up heavy grocery bags. Sometimes I use my left hand for that. I'm not left-handed, but, you know, we all kind of use our different hands for different things. And so I felt it this weekend um, being agitated again. So I thought I still have, these are one a day. So I have, let me see, two, four, six, seven, eight, nine. I took one last night. So that's 10 days worth of Arcoxia. So I'm going to, I'm going to finish this off because I feel like I was given this for a reason. Uh, these are um, anti-inflammatory drugs that probably if you read uh, the effects, you probably wouldn't take them. But <laughs> they don't really do anything in the short term to me, 90 milligrams. So I'm going to take them and see if I can get some relief. You do have to take it from food, though, because it's one of those that messes with your stomach. It's pretty rough. So I will have it with dinner. Yeah, so I'm trying to get um, I'm still doing my shockwave therapy, but I've completely missed this week for both my feet. And then they do a little treatment on the elbow as well. Um, so, you know, old age, honey child, older age, <laughs> getting to me. So what can you do, but be thankful because guess what? That tennis elbow pain, some people don't even have an elbow, <laughs> right? Yeah. Some people are I'm not able to get up this morning at all. And I, I got up kind of rolling out of bed. I'm not jumping up doing backflips or anything, but, um, you know, we still have to be so incredibly thankful. Health is more important than anything else in the world. And so I try not to complain too much, feeling pretty good, taking a positive outlook on life. So yeah, why not? And, you know, the crazy thing is, is there are young people who um, are feeling, you know, worse than I am, younger people, I should say, who are feeling worse than I am. So I'm just like, you know what? I'm good. Little aches and pains here and there. The feet, you know, the tennis elbow. Those are my two primary concerns. The ticklish cough, that's still with me. Uh, my cousin, really my husband's cousin, but we're going to claim that as my cousin. In Tampa, I do have a, a cousin personally in Tampa, but this isn't him. Um, suggested that I get one of these nasal irrigation things. And he sent me the Amazon link for it. He said that he used to have <clears throat> sinus problems all the time. And once he started using that, he found that it was really, really good. Not, it's not the neti pot, but it's a similar concept where it'll irrigate your sinuses. And so I'm going to order one. You know, when he sent it to me, I thought to myself, didn't I order this before? <laughs> I kind of felt like I did, but who knows? Uh, sometimes I order things more than once and I go, oh, yeah. I remember, ordered it and never used it and gave it away. But he's swearing that it has uh, made <clears throat> a humongous difference in, um, you know, just his overall uh, well-being. So I think this time I order it and I actually use it as the idea, as opposed to just ordering it. So, yeah, how are you guys feeling this morning? Let's see who is here with us while I send out the notification to everyone via WhatsApp. We have Giselle, who's the first one to pull the trigger this morning. Good morning to the beautiful Giselle. We've got Cornita, who is joining us. Wee Wee is here. Uh, Cayman Detailing, good to see you. Says good morning to everyone. Dion is joining us as well. Erica, buenos dias. How are you? Miss Beulah's got it locked. Uh, Marshall is here. Louis, 
Where have you been? We've missed you the last couple of days from Detroit. Felicia says, good morning, Sandy, and everyone else, I'm sure. Uh, Danica is also here with us. Diamond Princess has it locked. Miss Barbara says, good morning, everyone. Rainy day in the East. Hope everyone is enjoying the blessings from above. Yes. Where else is it raining? I think it's probably might be raining uh, island-wide, although sometimes it's hard to tell because of how Cayman weather is. But um, yeah, we've got rain in the Eastern District, Savannah, Lower Valley. So please be careful on the roadways out there today because, <clears throat> you know, one little toots of rain and y'all skidding and sliding all over the place. Although our driving instructor said rain does not make you skid. Poor driving makes you skid. But I'm sure the rain doesn't help. Uh, Mr. Nelson, Hopewell is here. Thank you so much for joining us, sir. Uh, Miss Anita says, good morning. Watching from the beautiful Bay Islands of Rotan. Bay Island of Rotan. God bless the Bay Islands and Grand Cayman. Uh, the good Lord always protects the Bay Islands. And we're going to talk a little bit about Hurricane Lisa this morning as well. Because, ooh. Hurricane Lisa is not being very nice to Belize in particular. And Cayman has a lot of Belizean, is that how we pronounce it? Interests. Annalisa, <clears throat> good morning to you. Jackie's here. Miss Kay is here. Miss Bonnie from East End is here. Uh, Mitzi says, I'm here also. Yes, Mitzi, good morning. Uh, Easy Pay um, says, Arcoxia, 120 milligrams. What? My fave dessert since 2005 for osteoarthritis. Even so, good morning, Miss Sandy. From the other half of sugar and spice. Oh, wow. You have to take 120. They only gave me 90, chow. But, you know, I don't like to take too much now of anything. Um, so 120. Wow. You must have a lot of pain, girl. I feel like this works. Like it help, It definitely helps with the inflammation. After a couple of days, I'll start to feel better. But this tennis elbow has really been something else. It's, it's uh, a chronic pain. And apparently there's some kind of fusion injection that they can do into the elbow. Now, I did tell y'all, I did the steroid injection once and that was so painful. Oh my God. They did it in the shoulder and the elbow at the same time. And the elbow was definitely more painful than the shoulder. I feel like the elbow just doesn't have any of the cushioning of tissue and meat or anything that probably the shoulder has. And I felt for the nurse at the HSA who I was holding on to chill because, oh, I was grabbing her little arm as that needle went in. I was like, oh my God. And of course you don't want to, you don't want to move too much when that needle's going into your elbow. So yes, not nice. So uh, yeah. And then it, it took out the, the, um, the steroid shot actually took out the pigmentation in my elbow, it went completely white. <laughs> I was like, whoa. So there's some other thing that they can do, though. I forget what it's called now. It's some other thing that they do for people who've not gotten relief from other things for tennis elbow. Um, oh, gosh, I'll have, to, I'll have to see about that. I can't remember what it's called now. But um, I think it's one of those things that really isn't um, covered, uh, like, by insurance and stuff. And the, the doctor, Dr. Oh, what's his name again? He's the orthopedic guy at HSA, Dr. Peckles. He says that it's, um, I think he said that it's expensive. But you know, when you're having pain, honey, you don't care about the price of anything. If you had a million dollars right now for that one shot, if you knew that it would give you the relief that you're looking for, um, you'd probably be like, yeah, just, just give it to me. I don't really care. <laughs> 
but um, I might explore that because really I feel like whatever this is, it's just not, it's not leaving me alone. So might might have to get adventurous with uh, the next solution. So we'll see. We'll continue to do the usual stuff. Um, it's called, hold on one second. Let me see. Cause I did, I did message him about this plasma. So there's a plasma treatment for the elbow. And uh, the last time I spoke to Dr. Peckers about this was in December of last year. Oh my God. That's been a year already. I told you guys, I've been dealing with this tennis elbow thing for over a year, probably closer to two years now that I'm thinking about it. Um, so he said that, um, certain insurance companies don't cover it. And he said, you know, there's research, uh, recent literature suggests that it might help, but it's like $1,400 for a single shot of, of plasma. Um, and he says, sometimes it takes more than one shot. And as usual in medicine, there are no guarantees. Ugh, I'm probably going to have to just go see him in the, in the new year. And uh, we might have to talk. Although a plasma shot, any kind of shot in the elbow does not sound nice at all. Anyway, good morning, Miss Jennifer. Good morning to Elizabeth. Miss um, Bonnie says that her dad was from Belize. Morning to Georgette. Miss Brenda, Miss Brenda, you're going to live a long time, honey chow. Just yesterday evening, last night actually, I was thinking to myself, I haven't seen Miss Brenda in the comment section in a minute. I hope she's okay. And I meant to message you on WhatsApp just to check it in. You look at you. You're here this morning, bright and early, sunshiny. She says that I need to speak to Dr. Badia for that problem. Hmm, where can I find Dr. Badia? Is Dr. Badia really bad? <laughs> but in a good way. Morning, Miss Morna. All right, so let's talk about Belize uh, before we talk about anything else. The people of... Um, <clears throat> Belize are getting uh, quite a lashing from Hurricane Lisa. Mm, mm, mm. Hurricane Lisa is not so nice. So I have seen a number of um, videos and other uh, footage um, in relation to Lisa. Now you have to be careful because people recycle pictures and videos, and then you find out, oh no, that was hurricane whatever in Honduras like years ago, you know? So I'm always very cautious now about when people send me the footage to be like, I'm not going to be the first one to put it up because I don't actually know for sure if that's Belize, right? So you try to wait to get it from certain sources um, because people always recycle, um, you know, some of the footage from these storms. So let's have a look at the hurricane center. And, um, and what it is that they're saying about this hurricane. So Hurricane Lisa looks like it headed right for Brazil. So this was the unnamed storm that over the weekend we were a little bit concerned about. Thankfully, it did not um, come our way. I feel like it's, you know, we get a little bit of remnants of rain from it earlier in the week. This rain that we're getting now can't be associated with Lisa because Lisa's not that massive of a storm. But um, <clears throat> nonetheless, she has been pounding um, Belize. And of course, you guys will know that Caymanians have a lot of connections with Belize. So there's a lot of people right here who, you know, like Miss Bonnie said, her dad was from Belize. We have a lot of Caymanians who originate from Belize or have connections 
out of Belize. So it's not unheard of that some of her family members might be there. <clears throat> so the latest advisory was issued. Um, is this the latest advisory 15 hours ago? What's going on with the hurricane people? They look like they're behind, honey chill. You know, when it's not impacting the U.S., they always respond a little bit differently. But uh, life-threatening storm surge possible for Belize City during the next four, uh, few hours. Hurricane conditions expected along the coast and the so southern southeastern, my apologies, Yucatan Peninsula and tropical storm conditions for Guatemala. So um, it landed as uh, about five miles, which is 10 kilometers south of Belize City. It was moving towards the west near 12 miles per hour. And the general motion was expected to continue for the next day or so, so that means today. And then after that, Lisa um, was going to, I think, go over further land. So it was gonna, the center of Lisa was gonna go near um, Belize City, Northern Guatemala, and then Southeastern Mexico, okay? Then they were expecting it, which will be in the next couple of days, to do a northwest, northwest turn and then decrease uh, in forward speed as it's expected to move over the Bay of Campeche. So the thing about this, though, maximum sustained winds increased to near 85 miles per hour. So it was, that's hurricane strength one? Yes, I think. So then, of course, once it hits land, it was going to rapidly uh, weaken and, um, but nonetheless, flooding is one of the major issues that seems to be happening as a result of this storm. So, um, Belize was already getting gusts yesterday before landfall of 70 miles per hour. And, um, this storm is going to do lots of wind and rainfall, uh, damage up to four to six inches with possible amounts going up to 10 inches across Belize. So let's look at, um, and of course, Lisa now was a sec the seventh named hurricane of this Atlantic season. Yes. So let us have a look and see a number of you again, we're sending uh, photos and videos and so on. Um, so um, Kevin is kind enough to send me this one. That was 4 a.m. Yeah, it seems like, um, thanks, Kevin. Yeah, it seems like they've not updated their social media, which is a bit unusual for the National Hurricane Center because I'm actually on their Facebook page, but for whatever reason, they haven't updated it. All right, so here's the latest graphic. Let me pull this one up for you guys to see. And um, let me see here. This is 4 a.m. this morning. Nope, still pulling up 4 p.m. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Where did the 4 a.m. go? Let me see. Um, Windows did a recent update that it's, it's changed a few things. All right, there we go. Four, nope, still 4 p.m. Listen, <laughs> one more time. It's, it's hiding where it saved it. Hold on, is this it? Is this the 4 a.m. one? Finally, 4 a.m., November the 3rd. That was this morning. Localized flash flooding in Belize, uh, expected across portions of Belize, northwest or northern Guatemala, and portions of southeast Mexico or Mexico. Um, tropical storm conditions 
will be inland over northern Guatemala and the southern portions of the Yucatan. Elevated water levels along the coast of Belize should diminish today. But let's have a look, because some of you, thankfully, um, were nice enough to send me. Thank you. Some of you send me some more pictures right now. Wow. No bueno is all I can tell you. Um, it just doesn't look good. Mm-mm. So, um, so some people, I'll, I'll get to that here in a second. <sighs> okay. Let me just see. All right. Give me one second here. Yes. Thank you so much for that photo um, from Belize. I'm going to show you guys. And then some persons were sending videos and stuff as well. But look at this. Um, a city of this photo, sorry, Belize city. As you can see, the water has risen uh, quite a bit. And um, you guys know that water does a lot of damage. Yes. Oh, my goodness. So um, we have one here where somebody says this photo pretty much shows the current situation in Belize. They have like one of those nice colorful signs that say like, welcome to Belize or whatever. And you can stand up and take your photo. So that's going to be the next picture I'm going to show you. And then I think we have some, we might have some video footage as well. Um, so it just appears that um, there's been a lot of water damage and people trying to drive through some of this as well, which doesn't really look good. So let me show you. We do have some video footage as well. Wonderful. All right. So here are some more photos of the current situation um, in Belize. So this one is by a Puma gas station. Have a look at this one. Yeah, not looking good. And then this is the, it looks like somewhere like in the city. So lots and lots of rain, water surge. And this is this one is captioned. This photo pretty much sums up the current situation in Belize City. Unfortunately, the hurricane situation is forecast to get worse. And it was photo courtesy of Steve Pereira. And uh, <clears throat> I don't know, is this close to the ocean? Because what I see behind this looks like it could be the ocean. My God, I hope that isn't what the inland looks like. But you can't even see where the demarcation is between the ocean in this picture and... Um, what could be actually land because obviously the trees are in land, right? So I don't know where is it like before or after the Belize sign? No clue because the whole thing looks like one massive amount of just uh, water. And you can't rough water and you can't really tell the difference. So here's some video footage that we were sent. As you can see in that picture, um, the uh, poles, the light poles are already leaning a bit to the side. That gives you a good direction of the wind force and also um, the direction of um, 
the direction of the wind and stuff as well. So, wow. Uh, I'm sure as the storm passes, we'll get an idea of how much damage has been caused and we will um, most certainly keep everybody updated. I've not heard of any loss of life, life as yet. So let's continue to hope that that maintains um, the current position. And, um, you know, if we hear of anything, we will definitely advise you guys of what's going on with Hurricane Lisa. So, yeah, lots of interest. I just keep an eye on everything that is happening. So let's see if we can get, I'm just having a look um, at some of their news channels. We see someone saying more scenes from Belize City as reporter Dale McDougall and videographer Cheyenne Dana survey some of the damage um, from Hurricane Lisa. So they've got... Um, there you go. They do have some video footage. It looks like they were doing a drive about. Let's just back it up here. And I'll do a share screen with you guys so you can see this. But it looks like they were driving about and um, having a look at um, exactly what was going on with Hurricane Lisa. So here we go. This is video, again, courtesy of Love FM in Belize, um, some of their, I'm guessing, news reporters. It looks like down trees, for the benefit of our radio listeners, I'll narrate a little bit. Um, and uh, trees, yep, those trees just snap. They're on the side as the wind tends to do with hurricanes. It'll just take a little tree and snap like a tree in any jail. Um, it's always a good idea to make an assessment after every storm, even the one that we just had the other day, it wasn't that bad. But do an assessment of your trees, like how sturdy they are. Like, you can tree and see if it's still, you know, if it's leaning to one side, if it's uprooted. There's a cable wire there, probably, yeah, that could be electricity wire, so they need to be careful with that. Um, you don't ever want to cross wires after a storm and not know what it is. But yeah, go around to your yards, folks. Um, you know, we had one in a neighbor's prop. It was actually the neighbor's tree, but leaning a little bit too over on this side, right over our fence, uh, that had to be cut down this week because it literally had nothing in the roots holding it up. You know, like nothing. <laughs> it was like, this is not even going to take a hurricane to topple over. This is just a strong little wind. And this tree is going to go, bloop, coconut tree. Um, and I'm like, yep, it's coming from my roof. <laughs> so uh, look at, you know, any potential issues with um, trees and roots. You know, if it's a major storm, that'll move anything. So it hardly matters. But if you see something, please remember that prevention is always uh, an ounce of prevention is better than a pound of cure. So here we go again. Of course, sometimes it's hard to get an exact fix. Here's some guys trying to 
after the storm oh, their roadway. They're standing in water, and y'all know you're not supposed to do that. But there they are standing in water and trying to move trees and stuff out of the way. They look like they're maybe maybe they're police or something like that. We are live now from the Central American Boulevard area, and this is its intersection with Faba's Road and Faba's Road Extension. And as you can see, again, the, the assessment, all of these things, of course, will account for... We are... All right, so again... Um of what just happened. Um, I believe. They, they, they got a lot of, a lot of rain. I mean, the water definitely came up and something damaged to this house. Going to control in this structure. That looks like that's right off completely. But of course, you know, a lot of the, the ones like that looks like a wooden house of some sort with a zinc roof. They're not the concrete structures that look like they sustained a whole lot of damage. Um, but still, somebody's house. So that was another one. The one light pole impacted, all of them start to lean in the exact same direction. Wow. One drop of water. Oh my God. So, um, yes, please gotta look in folks. All right, so we will um I'm sure people who have connections there will, will certainly keep us updated. Um, I just see another message here. Let's let's look at something a bit more recent that demonstrates that the sun is out. So somebody said, look, we're in Belize now and um, the sun is out. Somebody's thankful for sunshine. So this one says, let me just read the caption here. It says, hashtag Belize, the sun is out. And so are our, our teams across the country to survey the damage left behind by Hurricane Lisa. These photos are from uh, Kay Kalker. So, um, yeah, you know, lots of trees and tree limbs and coconuts and stuff on the ground there. Um, is this Was the road sandy before the storm or did that sand get moved in? I'm not sure if that was a paved road or a sand road, but... It is now a sand road. So if it wasn't sand before, it certainly is now. Uh, let me see what else they have up. So these are some of the images. Again, that little um, wooden structure, complete right off there, leaning to the side and falling apart. Oh my gosh, look at this one. Uh, uh, uh. This car is underwater, folks, pretty much. That will be a write-off in terms of... Um, it being a vehicle that you can drive. And oh my gosh, look at this one. A light pole. This one's super interesting in terms of photos. 
Uh, light pole fell over and went right into the windshield, like the little top bit that makes the T up at the top of the light pole went right through the windshield of a parked car. Oh my, that doesn't look good. Oh my goodness. Whoa. Yep. Well, at least the windshield right off, if not more. Some other pictures here as the storm was passing. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Lots of rain. There's the same picture with the little Belize sign. Um, and again, you know, a lot of Caymanians do have interests um, in Belize. So we will uh, continue to monitor this situation. Oh, look at what came up when I searched for Belize. This one about the utility worker charged with rape. Funny enough, this guy, this was last year, he claims that he was going to be back in a jiffy. Y'all remember this story? Because he didn't do it. And the woman was lying on him. And it was a consensual situation. And then she wanted money. She wanted to be paid. Well, um, he can say whatever he wants, but he's still in Belize. So it looks like it's a much more serious case than he was letting on. Because, uh, yeah, that was, June of, that was June of this year. And he's still there, honey chow. And in fact, he was due back in Cayman courts this week because he's got some case here in our courts. And um, he, uh, the court heard that he was still in Belize facing these other charges. Oh, here's another one. So there you go. All right. Well, thankfully, um, here's another one saying the sun is up in Belize. Um, they are happy for that because, of course, now the place can start to dry out and they can begin to assess the degree of damage um, that has been caused by Hurricane Lisa. So we'll continue to keep the people of Belize uh, in our thoughts. And um, they said at 6 a.m. local time, tropical storm. Now it's a tropical storm, Lisa was near latitude 17.9 north, longitude 90.6 west, or about 90 miles east-southeast of uh, Mexico. So the Ciudad del Carmen, del Carmen, uh, <laughs> there in Mexico. So um, it's moving to the west at 9 miles per hour. Maximum sustained winds now down to 40. And all coastal... Tropical storm warnings have been discontinued for Belize. That's a bit of good news, no doubt, for them. Oh, and they had a fire last night, too. Oh, Lord, have mercy. The building on fire is Bender's Bar on Avenida Hiaco. How do we pronounce that? Icaco. Icaco, I think. So they had a construction fire. Not sure if that's related to the storm or not, but wow. That's a complete write-off. My goodness, poor Belize. Whoa, it's quite a fire. All right, so, um, you know, if you've got friends and family in Belize, hopefully everybody's safe. Uh, they say nine hours ago, rain and breeze continues in Sugar City, but now the storm has passed and it's kind of headed as a lesser storm for Mexico. So good, good news there. Uh, again, I've not heard of any sort of major um, injuries or any deaths or anything, but we'll get a better assessment in the coming days, undoubtedly. 
Thank you, Miss Brenda. I shall message you. Miss Olive is also here. Dorothy, uh, thank you for tuning in. Tyrone is with us. Um, yes, Miss Margaret, that was an older advisory. For some reason, the Hurricane um, Center hasn't updated their Facebook page. Hmm. It's strange. Uh, Celia, good morning to you. Miss Omeria is here in the house. Um, she says good morning to everyone. And the entire three Cayman Islands, because remember, we are three. I was dreaming about Cayman Brack last night. So random. Not not exactly, because I know I know why the Brack was on my mind. There was something I was looking at yesterday with the Brack. But morning to Miss Perla. So yes, I had a very detailed dream about dream about driving around in the Brack and doing stuff. But you know when you have a dream about some place you don't really know that well. And then you're like on a street and you're like, I don't even know if this street exists. It was one of those weird dreams. All right. Um, Perla says, does anyone have coffee to share? I'm currently out. CMR, help me. Girl, I don't drink coffee. You know this already. I got lots of tea if you want some tea. Because we're always giving you the tea here on this show. Um, my husband drinks coffee, but I couldn't tell you what the coffee stash looks like. He's just got family and people that sent him like, the Jamaican Mountain Coffee and whatever it's called. Blue Mountain. He loves that one. Good morning to Miss Sue. How are you? Miss Sue said, so glad to see. Hopefully they will recover soon. No lives were lost. One of my grandsons was born there 18 years ago. Oh, wow. Very cool. Morning, Tommy. And Lavana is in the house joining us. Um, Lavana, one of our favorite people there over at Kim Airways. All right, good folks. So that's that. Um, thankfully, I think it could have definitely have been worse. And, uh, you know, there'll be an assessment over the next couple of days of the damage. You know, we've had uh, Nicaragua that was impacted by a recent storm. And uh, the one of the groups here, people from Nicaragua, are trying to organize themselves to see how they can do some fundraising. And they had reached out to us. And, you know, we're always happy to help in any way that we can to spread the word about your um, good initiatives when you're trying to help other people. But always be careful. I have had to learn this the hard way myself, honey chill. Be careful when you're trying to help people because not everyone who appears to be in need is actually in need. I'll give you a few examples, recent examples. So someone recently ran into some lady at a government facility and she had a young child with her, about three years old, and the child looked less than desirable. In other words, the child looked horrible, diapers falling off. And then, you know, when your child looking like that, everybody thinks, oh, my God, you must need our help. Not that you're a bad mother, because we'd never want to think that anybody would be walking around with a child in dirty diapers that are falling down, um, and they could do better. So a good Samaritan is like, are you okay? Do you need some help? And then they give you this hard luck story. They can never get through to NAU or they have an application in that has taken five years and NAU can't process the application yet. And this is the last diaper that the child has. After this, I don't have any more diapers. You know, somebody could buy me diapers. And, you know, there is a, a bit of a con going on where they have you buy something and then they return it to the store for the cash. Or they take the item that you purchase and go sell it to get drugs and other things on the street. You got to be a little bit wise, unfortunately, because somebody's always looking to scam you is the bottom line. So um, the Good Samaritan reached out and I said, mm, let me kind of fact check the situation because, you know, we got sources, eyes and ears and hands all over the place. And the person's like, mm, this situation isn't quite what 
the person's making it out to be at all. You know, um, some people have this sense that they're going to be able to live off of NAU their entire lives. I am very, very concerned when you have young people, 19, 20 years old, who are NAU clients, and they don't have a plan and how they're going to get off of NAU. So they've started out their adulthood on NAU. And I don't hear anything about, I need to go to school. I'm enrolling in a program. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And these are able-bodied individuals for the most part. Even if they have a little physical ailment, they can sit at a desk all day long doing nothing or watching TV or playing a computer game. You can sit at a desk and do work too. There, there are lots of jobs that are desk jobs. But I find that what has happened is we have... Uh, manage some of you to raise a particular generation of children who all they want in life are handouts. So they are not interested in working. <laughs> They're not interested in really becoming what I would consider productive citizen. And this is quite unfortunate. And they have a sense of entitlement. Oh, well, I, I, I have to sleep somewhere. I'm glad that you feel that way. But the reality is government doesn't have anywhere to put you. Government has nowhere to put you. Understand what I'm saying? Government can help you with assistance, rental income assistance, but there's no housing facility to place you. And I said this to a young man yesterday who had a poor experience with his last landlord. He's out there looking again. I said, son, listen to me very carefully when I give you these you know, sage words of advice here. You're going to find that in two jiffies, no one is going to want to be renting from, to you. Well, I, I, I have to put my head down somewhere. You're going to be putting your head down on the streets and on the beach. Because government can't force a landlord to take you on. And if you're already acquiring a reputation at your young age of being difficult as a tenant, nobody is going to take you in. You need to understand the realities of the world. And sometimes the people who are out there who are in need need to get a reality check. So there was also another situation. I don't know if you guys remember this or not. This one was in Jamaica. And we interviewed the mother where the child, um, the young girl was shot as a, just the stray bullet hit her as her mom was driving the taxi with the two children. And so it hit her in the head, actually, in the back of the head. Uh, she amazingly survived, but needed to get surgery for her um, hearing because she was going to lose the hearing in her ear. And, you know, we did a little thing here. I think somebody might have set up a GoFundMe page for her. The um, prime minister of Jamaica was uh, trying to assist. And there's been a lady um, with Cayman Connections who's been trying to help her, and she hasn't heard any updates recently. And she was always checking in. And then she got a call from this lady saying, oh, you know, um, the child still hasn't received any help. And the prime minister didn't really do anything. And this, that, next thing. Well, again, the story just not adding up. Something sounds a little bit shaky. She probably did get some assistance for the child. Now, you don't put money in some people's hands because you never know what's going to happen to that money. Right. So you pay the hospital facility directly or you pay for the airline tickets or whatever. And so it's just a cautionary tale that not everyone who is in need of help, who appears to be in need of help, will be doing the right thing with those items. All the time I've heard of people 
who are getting help. Oh, I need this. I need that. Turn around and selling those items in order to support a drug addiction problem or buy alcohol with or whatever. So Miss Darlene Manzanares, good morning to you. Joining us in the UK. She's a Sandy. It's the parents of most of these young people that raise them to be non-productive citizens. Oh, I know. I know. I know, honey child. Who else is to blame? 97% of it is nurture versus nature, which means that you parents who have these children out there in the streets doing God knows what, the vast majority of you need to take responsibility for what you have created. Mm -hmm. It's true. Now, it's not impossible that you might fall into the 3%, but dare I say, it is highly unlikely. The foundation is there. Hmm. Um, anyway, so someone says, um, I think this correlates to the photo that you've shown. Looking at this, it looks as though the sea has come in at least six feet high. Wow. So they sent me the picture. Um, hopefully I can use their picture of, um, Belize, uh, the Belize sign. And um, it's a pretty big sign, actually. So given how big the sign is, they were like, mm, that was a lot of water. Hmm. Wow. Thanks for sharing. Yes. That does not good. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is a stock photo from Google. Okay. I was wondering if they were sending me, if they'd gone to Belize and they were sending me a personal photo. That's why I hesitated sharing it, but they said, no, it's not a personal photo. Oh, good. So these are photos from, um, from Google. Thank God for Google. There we go. So yeah, that's the same sign I would say. Um, thank you very much for the advice on the tennis elbow. I'll read that after the show. So this parent says the parent, this parent, she is a parent too, but this person says the parents doing it too. So all the children know is NAU, they can rent cars, buy drugs and alcohol every day, but looking handouts, I know firsthand, ungrateful isn't the word for this one. Yep, ungrateful is right. Um, it happens all the time, I'm afraid to say. Um, and they just feel like NAU is there to ensure that their bills are paid whatever little bills they have and that they have a place to say, but they're not doing their part. I must say to this government's credit, my understanding is a lot of these changes that are coming down the pipeline is gonna really force the hand of these NAU clients. How can you be on NAU for years and years and years? Really? Something is wrong with that, right? And you never come, you never like, okay, I get a job. I can at least buy my own food. I can pay my own rent. It's like, no, you know? And then when you find them a job, they find a way to get fired from the job really quickly. And they're back at it again. We've created a set of lazy people in this country. And um, I don't care who's offended by it. If you've been on NAU for years and years and years and you're able-bodied, 
listen to me very, very carefully. There are people who have illnesses who are sick and who still get up every morning and go to work. They might have had a reduction in their work hours, but they still get up and they hustle and they do what they got to do. So those of you who are able to body talk and foolishness to me, I'm becoming less and less sympathetic to your plight. And the fact that you have children, which is always a tearjerker, because no one wants the children to suffer. But again, as I'm saying, and as that other listener to the program has pointed out, you are demonstrating through your own actions to your children that the way to get through this life is to beg and, and cook people. And so your children will be doing the exact same thing. It's only a matter of time. And it's quite unfortunate, to be honest. Mm-mm-mm. Sad state of affairs. And you know the millions of dollars that the government, a.k.a. the people of the Cayman Islands, are paying for NAU services? Oh, that money could be spent trying to educate some of these children if only their families are motivated to go that route. This person says, hi, Sandy. Love, love, love your show. Keep up the good works. I'm reaching out to you to recommend a very special lady for you to interview for your Cayman Voices segment. Ooh, la, la. This sounds good. I spoke with her last night to get her permission to recommend her, and she graciously gave me permission to recommend her to you. Her name is so-and-so. I feel like I know this name. Okay. She's from West Bay, and she is well-known, particularly in the education field. She's very kind and sweet, and I know that you'll enjoy interviewing her. She has some wonderful stories to tell of her fulfilling life and her contact number is so-and-so. Thank you so much. Oh, this is lovely. Thank you, ma'am. This is wonderful. Yes, I mean, send as many people as you can because, you know, we want to interview them all. I love this. Um, In fact, I'm doing Miss um, Eloise this weekend. And who else do I have scheduled that's coming up? I wanted, I'm going to be doing a few sea captains, but listen, any story that you have to tell me, you are part of Cayman Voices. Miss Mary Lawrence, we have some footage of her giving the tours at the um, Josie, Nurse Josie home in Bodentown, but I need to sit down with Miss Mary and actually get her story because this is her story. It's like her history. But this is um, from the facility there. I think that might be, That might be the next one that we do, but that one's really, really long because, I mean, it's a lot of history in that place. Um, So we might do that or Mr. John Douglas. I'm not sure which the next one. So we're doing these twice a month. We're airing them twice a month. But in between, I'm constantly interviewing people. So please send your grandpa, your great uncles, your mummies, your daddies, whoever. Send it. Let me talk about yesterday for a bit. Um... This person says, and when they get a job, their attitudes are so horrible, they can't keep the jobs. That's for sure. And I've seen that. I have seen it. They purposely don't want to keep a job. That's why. Okay. Um, And send me contact numbers as well. When you send names, don't assume that I know who people are. Send contact numbers of either them or if they're like really, really old and I need to go through a family member, send the contact number of the family members as well. So listen to me. I was so... um, just reading some of your comments. Morning, Damaris. Joining us from Queens, New York. Uh, Lavana says, sometimes I feel so embarrassed as a Caymanian. I worked from, I was in primary school, 
bagging at Kirk's supermarket when I was in town. Mr. Renwick Christian was there from then. All throughout my teenage life, I worked and went on to working two jobs, even when I was in banking. I don't have to, but I always had money in my pocket. Uh, I didn't have to, yes. Uh, had work, hard work, never killed anyone. I was that parent that didn't let my children stay home and be idle. No way. Good. Good. Uh, real deal. So several months ago, I was approached by a girl with two children. She gave me the same hard luck story. I asked where the father was. She replied, them no good MFs gone back to Jamaica. She should try making better decisions. Both of them gone back to Jamaica. How many did she have, tell you how many baby daddies she got, honey child? People, better decisions. Stop picking up these no good men. And then when they leave you, you can call them no good. They were no good from the time you picked them up. Let's be very, very clear. Okay, Real Deal says, told her it was her fault for the situation she was in. And she had a few colorful words for me. I didn't care any less. That's, that's the attitude. Rudeness. They're making bad decisions. And, and you and the rest of society, the rest of us are going to have to pay for it. Anisha, good morning. Sandra says, OMG. Ms. Bonnie says, yet the disabled ones are denied by NAU. Ms. Carol joining us from the UK. She said, it's the same thing in the UK. Generation of children have grown up with parents and benefits. So they see no reason to work either as they get everything paid for on benefits. Carol, mm -mm -mm. I suppose it's happening the world over. But we're going to talk about the UK situation because I have someone that I'm going to be scheduled. She's still traveling. So when she gets back home and gets settled in, I'm going to be doing an interview with her to show you guys that the same little problems we're having here on a sort of a smaller level, a micro level, it's happening in the UK and in these other countries on a much larger level. You'd be surprised the people that go to the UK living off of benefits. In fact, some Caymanians, I love how they like to get on social media. Oh, life is so cheap in the UK. I can buy so many groceries. Of course you can because you live not the UK government. Try and hush. Like, really? Mm, you're not the epitome of what we aspire to be. Oh, all y'all should come to the UK. It's fabulous over here. So much better than Cayman. They'll be trying to put Cayman down. And they're still over there living on that. What, what's the UK system called? Whatever. The freeness over on that side of the pond. I'm like, that's nothing to esteem to, honey child. When you're working, making your own coins in the UK, hustling, making your own way and still paying for that overpriced place in London, which you can't live in because it's expensive as hell and you have to move out to all these outer cities where it might be a little bit cheaper, then you can talk to me and compare the cost of living and the quality of living and everything else to the Cayman Islands. Don't y'all always be talking about the, the, the grass is green on the other side when you don't even know that their greener grass is the fake grass that's being paid for, for the, by the government. Mm-hmm. Y'all think we don't know what's going on. Some of them, the minute they get there, they screwed up their credit here. They're not going to credit here. Nothing. And within a year in the UK, they already screwed up their credit there too. Because you know the UK, they want credit checks. They want reference letters and all sorts of stuff. I know some people who've gone there and they can't do any of that. So then they start begging other people to come to put stuff in their name. Oh, I can bring my 20-year-old son to the UK because there's so many opportunities. No, they're not. You're just bringing him to the UK because, oh, we got a caller, because you want to put stuff in his name. That's what, one caller, give me one quick second. Let me just connect the um, Bluetooth. 
So yeah, that's what it's all about, y'all. I know what's going on. I am well aware of the scams across the pond and right here as well. But y'all, thank you for fooling somebody. Caller, good morning and welcome to the program. You got to turn that background radio down. Mm -hmm. Caller, are you with me? Yes, I'm here. Okay. Good morning. Good morning again. What's on your mind today? This is not really what's on my mind, but I'm going to remind you of what's called in the UK. It's called Dole. It's called what? Sorry? Dole. Dole? Yes. Oh, that's that's their um, NAU? Our, our family member used to receive it. Dole. Oh. Like D-O-L-E or D-O-N-E? D-O-L-E. Oh, Dole. Okay. All right. And is your family member able-bodied? Yeah, she was young. Mm-mm. Is she off of it now? I don't know. <laughs> I haven't seen, seen him a long time. Mm, okay. Well, thanks. Appreciate the information. <laughs> All right, folks. Um, so, yes, welfare states exist everywhere, my love, even in America. The more children you have, the more money you're going to be getting. Somebody said recently, oh, they should do that tied into number two. I was like, Lord Jesus, are y'all crazy? As though people are not having enough children. Y'all now want to tie in their their needs. Good morning. Hi, morning, caller. Yeah, um, your your topic this morning is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Interested. You think we're creating um, a welfare state for certain segments of our population? Well, I wouldn't. Yes, I of course I do. Mm-hmm. I I think that's exactly what's happening, um, and that has that has uh, that that doesn't make a difference of which government. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I think uh, I'm Barry, by the way. Hi, Barry. Good morning. Um, I uh, I think what's happening in the Western Hemisphere today, especially with these United Nations countries, I think they're all pushing their damn globalist BS. Mm-hmm. And and their um, and they're um, doing. I think they're making their citizens dependent on them, and people are not even buying into it. I mean, no, people are buying into it. I, I meant to say, people mm-hmm. are buying into it, thinking that that government is giving you something free. But let's say in the U.S. and other countries where it's virtually it's virtually, I mean, virtually incre- uh, uh, encourage mm-hmm. how more children destroy the families and 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 uh, take the fathers out the homes and what have you, mm-hmm. and that that makes the, that makes the citizens become more dependent on the government, and of course it comes with a price. Mm-hmm. It's called your freedom, as as we can see the foolishness going on in the states now. You know, nothing is free. You know, yes. yeah. It's uh, it's actually being pushed that you got to give up some of your freedoms. That's right. I have, I have speeches by presidents that after actually said that, and 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 they mm. want you to give up some of your freedoms, and mm. you know, and 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 this is the problem. People, a lot of people are asleep at the wheel. And they don't realize what's happening. Mm. Mm. Uh, 
we see a lot of things happening now with so-called pandemics and what have you. Mm-hmm. And now that the truth, is start, the truth is starting to surface on a lot of these things, we find out that every day it's more about, um, it was all about control, um, depopulation and, and, um, and what have you. But going back to what you said, it, going back to what, what your topic is about, mm-hmm. our citizens need to wake up. And, and and stop you know earn your way mm-hmm. earn your earn your way i wouldn't say that there that there's not times that people need a lift of course yes yes of course of course now and then we need a you know you know a lift up mm-hmm. but for you to, for you to go out a few weeks ago you were talking about the um about the unbridled uh, assistance with um a legal aid in terms of helping parents with children and what have you. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, um, and I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you mentioned a part where where even you said that if you have a certain amount of kids, it comes a time where government got to say, you know, you got to get fixed. I mean, you have to get fixed. You mm-hmm. can't just continue to have children and, 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 and you know, mm-hmm. and uh, Especially by worthless fathers. Yes. Um, yep. Absolutely. You know. I think another thing, and and I'm going to cut it short, but I think another little thing because sometimes I get a little emotion when it comes to these topics. And mm-hmm. um, if, if you see me hitching and hoaring, that's why. Mm-hmm. But I do do get a little emotional in, in in terms of searching for the word sometimes to say, and of course talking on the radio, you gotta watch your vocabulary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But but um. But, I think today what we see in our society, a lot of the young girls, and even men, but a lot of the young girls today, they just, anything the cat drag in, they fell in love with, and they just, they don't realize in a matter Mm -hmm. of, as soon as they give birth, as soon as they give birth, a a large percentage of them is all of a sudden got to be mothers and fathers. Mm -hmm. Um, I've often drawn an analogy that what an elderly man told me about 15 years ago. So 15 years ago, a man told me that in this country, when they were 16 and 17, they had, they had the, they had to have the mentality of a 40 year old. Mm-hmm. Not oh, today, yes. not today, the 40 year old, and and not in all cases, but in many cases, are the 16. Mm-hmm. And that's a step back. Anyway, Sandra, continue to listen to your show in Thank the few you minutes so I much. have, but. Um, but um, you're doing a great job. I um, I think in many cases, we, without your show, we wouldn't have we wouldn't have a media in this country. I and I want to say, I want to say, finally, but I don't use the word media because that's a very rare thing to to find today. Mm-hmm. But at least you seem to be balanced. You seem to be balanced and mm-hmm. try to keep it that way. Don't I become. Yeah, because the mainstream media today in, in the United States is, is rated the worst in the world. Mm. And land by them you can see that. But keep up the good <laughs> job and um, always keep you. it neutral. Thanks. I appreciate Bye-bye. it, my dear. All right. Have a good one. Bye-bye. All right, folks, thanks so much to that caller, 936-2626. What are your views on some of this stuff? You can obviously um, share your opinion as well. Um I uh, I don't know. Barry said that they, they'd be falling in love. Child, they don't be falling in love. They'd be falling in, in bed. That's the extent of their commitment. Half of them don't even know it. Not half. 
99% do not know each other. They've not even taken the time to do that. And the next thing you know, oops, I'm pregnant. And then he goes, oops, I'm on the next flight out of here. Or oops, I'm moving on to the next girl. It is irresponsible, completely irresponsible. And it's creating a lot of broken families. The part that he said about how quickly um, previous generations had to grow up is also very true. Uh, Quite interestingly enough, one of the things that I'm learning through the Cayman Voices is how, you know, at the age of 16 and 17, it was like, get a job, go to sea, you know, all these things. I remember when I speaking to John Douglas, like I said, you guys are going to get to see his interview. He's 87 years old now. And when he first got his little job, you know, going to sea, he said he went home and told his aunt who raised him that he'd gotten this job. And I thought to myself, I'm thinking, you know, you were so young. My question was, well, was she upset that you were leaving? And he's like, no, she was like, good. (laughs) Now you can send money home to the family and you can help yourself and, You know, I'm thinking of it from the perspective of the world that we're now living in, where if a child is like super young, you're like, oh, I don't want you to leave yet. You're not ready. We we cuddle and baby your children. But in those days, the circumstances of life force them to get to work as quickly as they can. It is, that's the reality. And it's so fascinating to hear their stories or even the women, how, you know, um, They were working as well. And then, of course, a lot of times they were getting married relatively young and starting families so that they could come out of the household and be less of a burden to their parents. And hopefully you were marrying a responsible individual that was going to help you and potentially your family. Good morning to Ms. Dawn. Marshall says that the welfare society is all over the world and came out as no exception. I think the difference is, um, Marshall, because of our size, we have the opportunity to do better. We're not a very big community. And we're also, I mean, let's be honest here, Caymanians are like the native iguanas. Uh, there's not that many of us left. So we have an opportunity to get it under control. We can fix it. We don't have a million people on this rock yet. So before it gets to that point, let's put some initiatives in place to change the mindset of our people, which I understand is the most difficult thing in the world to do. But we can do it. But what do we do? We import poverty from other countries, slackness from other countries, coupled with the slackness and poverty right here that we have already. And it's a recipe for disaster. Let me be very, very clear. Like attracts like. So when you see certain individuals who are NAU clients or they want to do drugs, they don't want to work, they just live in their own, their best life in their own minds right? When they go pick up a certain young lady or gentleman from another jurisdiction, 99.99999% of the time, they're picking up nothing good because like attracts like. How do you you attract anything decent and hardworking? I mean, there's the, like I said, there's the odd, odd, odd exception, but in most cases, they're attracting the same as them. Somebody who's going to be lazy and don't want to work. They might have been working before because they want to work permit. They had no choice because they can't be here. Well, until CBC finds out about them or work finds out, they can't be here idling around. 
So they want to latch on to Caymanian. Next thing you know, oh, yes, well, I'm the first one in the NAU line. Honey, how, how did you get here again? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm from Honduras, but I married a Caymanian. I said, right. And what caliber Caymanian did you decide to pick up? And he did he decide to pick up what caliber of individual? Like attracts like. Be careful what you are attracting into your life. Because then we have an additional burden that has just been imported into this jurisdiction. Uh-huh. Y'all need to do your homework and people. Check out where they're coming from. Check out their families. Because what does that song say? You want to take a, you know what, and turn it into housewife? No, honey child. It doesn't often work. She can pretend for a minute and go to church until you put a ring on it. And then you're going to see the real her hanging out in the bars every weekend and leaving your children at home. I'm just saying. Lavana says, I tell my daughters to never depend on anyone, especially a man. Amen. Hallelujah. We need a hallelujah up in here. Oh, that was the kaboom. Well, almost as good as a hallelujah, to be honest. <laughs> Woo, she says. Yes. Don't depend on nobody. It's important because when a man leaves you or you leave, you will still be good. Just saying that this was always my thing with or without a man or husband, I'm good. Absolutely. And there's so many women, unfortunately, who feel trapped and stranded in relationships because the man has been the breadwinner, sometimes the sole breadwinner in the family. And they have to put up with abuses from him because they haven't made their own way. And Lavana, it's a horrible situation. I can imagine. I've never been in that situation. But I can imagine that that has really got to be difficult, especially when there's abuse involved, to feel like you can't leave because he's the one paying the bills. Well, you know, last week, um, was it last week or the week before, they had the silent witness march. And I can tell you that you need to leave regardless of who paying the bills. Aliano says it's, it's easy to get in a soapbox and preach the struggle, gospel, right-wing-like ideology. But there are factors causing this. We live day to day doing the same old routine. What is the definition of insanity? Think about it. Well, I hope that, <laughs> morning Lance, I hope that you guys recognize, and this is why I always take a moment to remind you of where I'm coming from. Because Aliano, this, it might be a soapbox, perhaps it is, to be fair, but it's not a soapbox that I did not live and that I'm unfamiliar with. I don't say these things to someone as someone who was born with a silver spoon in my mouth. I don't say these things as someone who doesn't know the, the struggles personally. And I see young people talking about how tough their life is and this and that, and every day they eat better than I live, than I did when I was in university. But you know what? I didn't let that stop me. I worked full time, went to school full time. And still was on the phone begging dad, can you send something to help out with tuition money? I applied for scholarships. I wrote essays. I did interviews. Whatever I had to do that was legal to get my tuition paid and have a safe place to sleep at night. So I am more than aware of the struggles in a real way. And so I can say to you from personal experience that it can be done. Most of us are too busy looking for excuses, 
and woe is me attitude to focus on how you're going to do it. And you know what I have always found to be an amazing thing in life? When you are doing the right thing, there will be people around you who will see it. They will see your struggle and they will be willing to help you just because they see you trying to do better. There's a lot of lessons in that, folks. Young people, if you're listening to the show, maybe you're ready in school this morning, you go back and you listen later on, listen carefully. You might be struggling. You might be in the girl's home. You might be in the boy's home. Yes, there will be people who will judge you unfairly, but you continue to do the right thing. And believe me when I tell you, people will notice. And they will help you. They'll be motivated by your desire to pull yourself up out of your current situation. Ms. Bonnie says not everyone in the UK is dependent on the UK. Many leave to get good schooling for their children who make good use of that opportunity. Yeah, I didn't say everybody. But I do know a large portion of people are going over there um, because of the so-called benefits that they can get. So, Damien, good morning to you. Um, Damien, I think I missed a a comment before, but he says, you can also get paid more and move up the ladder quicker and not be discriminated against. In the UK? Hmm. Y'all stay tuned. You'll you'll hear some true stories. I know it's, it's, it's easy when you haven't lived it. And I've never lived in the UK. I haven't even been to the UK. I'm planning, I was planning that trip when COVID came. Um... But I can tell you as someone who has lived in America, you're one of millions of people applying for a job. And if you don't think discrimination exists, it's going to be a different kind of discrimination. So it might be because you're a Caymanian, but discrimination still exists. I have never um, had a true racial discrimination. Cayman has colorism and we've got race issues, believe me, you. But I've never been racially profiled or discriminated against like I was when I was in university and a bunch of us got together and took a school trip to Tallahassee, Florida. Tallahassee, the capital of Florida. Some whole bunk lady decided she didn't want to serve us because I'm a person of color. My boyfriend at the time was from Sri Lanka. And then we had some Caucasian friends with us. She didn't want to, she was not very happy having to serve us. And I was like, really? I left her a little one penny tip with a note on the napkin about her her attitude. If you haven't lived overseas, it's easy for you to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It is easy for you to fantasize about what that life is like. You don't know. You really don't know. The safety factor. You don't know who your neighbor is. Could be a serial killer. Here in Cayman, I can walk over to my neighbors, talk to them, feel safe. Try that in the States. You disappear. So, yes, there are benefits. Like anywhere else, there are benefits to living in Cayman, too. And, you know, there are things that when you think about it, you're like, hmm, do I want to give up that? Do I want to give up this? But these things exist as well. 
Darlene says, ladies, fix it against deadbeat fathers and fathers that is willing to make children, but they cannot afford them because they don't have the money to do so. I keep saying that the realities of having children is um, something that I find that we clearly in this community are not discussing. Because I see too many young ladies, even though you're married, you don't know if that marriage is going to last. Now that they're divorced, they're like, oh, had I known this was going to happen. Did you need to know that you were going to get a divorce? Did that factor into you wanting to have three, four, five children? Even on two incomes, you can't afford three, four, five children. You need to think carefully about what it is that you're doing. Worst case scenario, you no longer have a spouse and he might become a deadbeat father and you haul him to court and he doesn't want to pay. Are you going to be able to sustain yourself and your child? With the rising cost of living, which is happening all over the world. Gabby says we have it too easy. My father used to have to take care of his younger siblings till his mother got home from work, make sure they take off their uniforms and do chores, backwater, rake yard, and all of those things. And if you didn't, licks in your skin. Our children know nothing about hard work. Hmm. I think to a large extent, um, Gabby, you're actually right. A lot of us, and, and don't get me wrong, I don't believe that children should be out there doing manual labor or they're going to be beaten like slaves. I think children should have the opportunity to be children. But we also need to temper that position with giving them some responsibilities in life. So maybe it's not taking care of the other children because, I mean, they're children. They shouldn't be raising children. But, you know, cleaning up, helping to clean up the yard, cleaning up their own spaces being responsible for their things, have a chore list of things that they're age appropriate that they can do. You can reward your children, little tokens and stuff. And eventually the tokens add up for them to do something fun or to get a little prize or whatever. So teaching them responsibility can be done without making them, you know, miniature adults at the age of 10. Ms. Brenda says, what a mouthful, Sandra. Mm -mm -mm. Anthony, good morning. He says, I've been saying it for a while. Have you discussed the ESO numbers yet, Miss Sandy? Um, I have not, Anthony, only because they are, they're actually pretty overwhelming. And we have to take it in bits and pieces. But I tell you what, why don't we start that journey next week? It is a huge document. But I think it is time that we break it down and we start to look at what some of the numbers are actually telling us. And I know Anthony has brought it up before that if you're a Caymanian listening to this program and you've not seen the ESO results, well, let's just say if you didn't know before, you now know that we are definitely in the minority. But I knew that before the ESO. The ESO didn't have to tell me that. Over 50% of the population, over 50% of the population are imported workers. And over 50% of that population are from Jamaica. It used to be Jamaica, the Philippines, Canada, and then the rest of the countries in terms of the nationalities. Um, it probably isn't far off from those exact same numbers. And that was four or five years ago. 
but we'll we'll dig into it, Anthony. We will look at it and we'll definitely dig into it a bit more. Miss Darlene says, I don't really know what to say. These days, the generation has a complete different view in life, especially our boys are constantly babied and spoon-fed. Ooh, honey child. Now we get into a conversation about how Caymanians are raising their boys. Girl, you hit the nail on the head right there. Yes. Oh, yes. We do have, oh, it's something that I have found very peculiar because having grown up in the U.S. primarily, you don't see the level of sexism with raising children that you do here. But yes, boys who end up in North, oh, they are so babied and they have a very different life than the girls. The girls get some pressure put on them. So they're, they have to learn how to cook and clean and do this and do that. And the boys sit at home with their feet kicked up playing video games all day long. So, yes, I agree. What is it? What is it with us and boys? We think they're like little kings and princes, prince and whatever. Mm. She goes on to say our young ladies are the, on the other hand, have to always be encouraged to high esteem. It's sad. Because even when you look at the portion of men versus women that are incarcerated, and that are getting in trouble, the, the boys that we have raised into so-called men are really, really clearly struggling. They're struggling to be good fathers. They've had poor examples. Oh my gosh, Miss Darlene, that is a whole other show. Hello, Michelle says, good morning, everyone. I'm a Caymanian now living in New York. I have a daughter with multiple sclerosis and she's working full-time in college full-time and paying rent to help with my mortgage payment. Wow. Thank you, Miss uh, Michelle, for sharing that. Um, and the point being that you can have a disability uh, with MS. You can be, that can be a very serious um, disease, as we've talked about here in this program. But, you know, a lot of times it doesn't prevent you from living a relatively normal life. When you have a flare up, then obviously, you know, you have to deal with those situations. Sandra says most of these poor babies are anchor babies to residency and status. Then off they've gone to another person. We have talked about that so many times, Sandra. Morning to Debbie. Uh, Marshall says that's it. We can fix it. But will it be fixed is the million dollar question. El Ray says birds of a feather flock together. You know your mom and daddy used to tell you that. And trust me, that is so true. Ms. Bonnie says that I started working when I was 10 years old on Saturdays in a little grocery store in East End for um, Mr. Thomas Rankin. And I worked until I had a stroke on my job a few years ago that was working night and day. And I trained my daughters the same way. What about your sons? I noticed you mentioned your daughters, but I also know that you have sons. So we don't need to just be training our daughters the same way. We need to make sure as Ms. Um, Darlene has just pointed out that we're training our sons the same way. It's not just daughters that must be doing the right thing in a society or just women. We're dropping the ball with some boys. I mean, I don't have a boy, but I'm telling you, I see it all the time. Debbie sends out some birthday and birthday, some morning greetings to her beautiful, intelligent cousin, Brenda Archer. Oh, the two of your cousins? K-Man is so small. Opal, good morning. She says trade and business immigration needs to step up. Since licenses are now $75, Puss Dog and John Crow have a license or taken out licenses and bringing in all sorts of riffraff. Kaboom! Yeah, 
funny, chill. Then when immigration changes a law where residency and naturalization becomes so easy, them get married, pop a bread or pop a breed, sorry, <laughs> and gone to a next girl. All right. I can't argue with any of that, Opal. It's a thousand percent accurate and we see it happening all the time. Good morning to the beautiful Mary. She says, I share your sentiments 100%. I've never depended or had to depend on a man. Thank God my girls are following suit as I've instilled in them. And Mary has two beautiful girls. A big shout out to um, Jordana and Chanel. She also says uh, to Lavana, I share your sentiments. I've never depended or had to depend on a man. Thank God both my girls are following suit. Yes. What kind of benefits are they getting in the UK here, Jonathan? Well, like I said, we're going to be doing an interview with someone who deals with people who get benefits in the UK shortly. So we'll tell you. Mona, good morning. She says, it's difficult to live in the UK for working people. My family has to work three jobs, plus you have to pay for everything, parking, TV, etc. Hmm. Mona, I'm telling you, they need a reality check. Uh, Marshall says people here in America discriminate against anyone and everyone, no matter what you look like or what you have or don't have about your looks or skin color. Discrimination is real. Jonathan claims bringing back the switch is going to solve your problems. Well, the switch hasn't left. We're Caribbean people. The switch has gone nowhere. So that's not the problem at all. Miss Bonnie says Cayman women have, has become yam head. For these foreign men. That's also nothing new. <laughs> oh gosh. Miss Brenda says a lot of benefits living in Cayman if you're not Caymanian. This is a topic no representative wants to address or even hear about. Well, I dare say, Miss um, Brenda, that I'm hoping, and we are monitoring the situation ever so closely. But I'm really hoping that this new NAU law will have um, some serious changes in it that will be um, tightening the situation a little bit. She goes on to say that this topic needs to be discussed fairly and honestly. Thank you, Ms. Uh, Sue. She says, so true. My family tell me this, and it's the people here think it's easier there and it's not. So of course, Sue um, from the UK and she says her family there tells her it's not as easy as people think. Ms. Bonnie says in terms of her boys, I tried with them and it was, uh, wasn't, it was very difficult, sorry, for me being a single parent. And I get it because I think boys really need to have, girls too, um, but boys need to have a father in their lives or man in their lives who can really try to steer them in the right direction. All right, folks, we do have Ms. Tiz who's going to be joining us here in a minute. So let me say this. Um, you know, yesterday I had the pleasure of uh, interviewing Anthony Hawkins uh, Schick, who is a pilot with Delta Airlines. So he made his inaugural flight. They just put it on the schedule and he came in made his inaugural flight um, into the Cayman Islands, flying for Delta. It's nice, but honestly, I wish he was flying for Cayman Airways, but so be it. 
you know, people move overseas and so on. And so there's a really nice picture. I don't know if you guys saw the story. Go on the website um, of Anthony. You'll see the interview on our social media page with him and uh, his father, Mr. Hawkins. Uh, his dad came to the airport, got dropped off so that he could visit with him. I noticed that he had his passport and I was like, is he traveling or he just brought it just in case? <laughs> but he showed up to the airport um, to support his son. And this was Anthony's inaugural flight in, the Delta family showing him some love. Um, some of the Cayman workers here at the airport. He's a first officer with Delta. And then the captain who was um, on the same plane with him, this is going to be his last flight because he is actually retiring. So go check out the interview, just about six or seven minutes of catching up with Anthony. Super excited that he was able to um, make this flight into Cayman yesterday. Now, you know what I was so touched by? We're talking a little bit about sons and daughters and whatever this morning. But the love that I felt in the few minutes that I was there at the airport between Anthony and his dad, oh my gosh. Anthony is a son who does not mind telling daddy that he loves him. I was like, aw, that is so sweet. Honestly, I can't recall the last time I've heard a man just say, daddy, I love you. You know, whoever brought you here, make sure they get you back safely. It was just so touching. Oh my God. I was just like, every parent, should be receiving those words um, from their kids. I, I, I tell you, it was just so heartwarming to see how loving he was with his dad. You know, he hugged him. He was just so happy to see him. I think he hasn't been home in a minute. Good morning, caller. Good morning. Hello. Um, yes, ma'am. If you knew where Anthony comes from, and I don't really know Anthony, I know about Anthony. But I knew Anthony's grandmother, I knew his dear, dear departed mom, and I knew his dad. And I would like to say to all of his family, you know, the aunties and the uncles and, you know, the cousins and all that who are older than Anthony, congratulations. Like I said, I don't know Anthony, but Anthony came from a real loving family on both sides. Mm. And I would like to remember his grandmother. This might ranking a beautiful, beautiful lady. And um, she had so much passion for children. And a long time before it was fashionable, mm -hmm. she had little something extra for girls. She would make you work. Now, oh yeah, you're going to work. Mm -hmm. But if you took the time to understand, she was doing something she worked with children or profession. She was a nurse and she worked in the children's, um, what, do you, what do you call it now? Um, on the P's, pediatric ward? Yeah, on peas. Mm -hmm. uh, but back in the day, we just used to call it the children's ward. Mm -hmm. She worked in the children's ward. She had everybody's children all around her, mm -hmm. all of her nieces and nephews. Oh, it comes from a place of real love on mm -hmm. both sides. Mm -hmm. So, I, like I said, I don't know him. But that don't surprise me. Antonio, congratulations. Mm, yes, thank you so much. No, I was just so um, incredibly impressed with the, um, just the love between the two of them that was so obvious and the respect that he has um, for his father, you know? 
it was it was really really obvious and um i think it's great that he's flying he's a professional but sometimes it's that other side of a person that really touches your heart and that's what i saw uh, we didn't capture that on camera but those were the moments yesterday at uh, owen roberts international airport that really impressed me the most a love between a father and a son all right uh, daisy says that's my best friend anthony hawkins Schick. hello miss daisy and Natasha says, any you needs to stop paying if you can get, if you keep getting pregnant whilst on it. I've been saying it for a minute. In fact, I don't see anything wrong with any you demanding that you be in birth control if you're getting government assistance. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Annie says, is it okay for another tenant to bring in all kind of people in the yard like it's a bar and drinking and making noise and all kind of men walking around the house back. You need to speak to your landlord. Um, they got to control the situation. Daisy says that is just him. He will tell you he loves you always. That is just so sweet. Miss Darlene says, hey, Anthony has always been a very sweet child and young man. His mom would be so proud of him. Remember him from Triple C. He was uh, grown by wonderful parents and grandparents again. A lot of times it definitely matters where you come from. And um, Ms. Brenda says, well, we know he doesn't wear his trousers down to his knees. <laughs> oh Lord, Ms. Morna says, I remember his grandmother. Um, she was a nurse, beautiful woman with love. Well, you know what I'm saying? It just passes on from one generation to the next. So listen, we've got our guests waiting. So we don't want to keep Tiz waiting too much longer. Uh, we do want to talk about the spice situation, so we'll bring Tiz on first, and then if we have time, time permitting, we'll speak about what's going on with Reggae Artist Spice. It's a hot mess is all I can tell you. But in the meantime, we've got Tiz from Recover who is joining us here, the beautiful Tiz. Good morning, Tiz. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. You look very pretty today, I must say. <laughs> I have to go to court after this, so. Oh, okay. Making your best impression. <laughs> did you get your your new webcam up or you just you just look beautiful regardless of what camera um, you're using? i haven't figured that out yet okay so. <laughs> <laughs> all right no problem um so tiz is here from recover which are the experts in personal injury um attorneys at law and she's a regular feature the first Thursday of every single month. And she talks about different elements of personal injury. So Tiz, what is it that you've got on the agenda for us today? So uh, I wanna hit a few uh, topics actually, um, mm -hmm. because uh, I don't wanna see anybody in my office. I don't wanna yes. see you because if you're coming into my office, that means you're hurt and your life has been affected and you need help. So we wanna to try to prevent as many accidents as we can. And a lot of that has to do with, with being safe, like before, even before you step into a vehicle, right? How, how many people out there uh, actually walk around their car before they get in it and check to see that they're, you know, you don't have a flat tire or a nail stuck mm -hmm. or um, a hazard. There could be like cats and dogs sleeping under your car. You have no idea. Mm. Um, so it would be really good if people get into a habit of just doing a walk around the car uh, before you even get into it and make, making sure it's safe. 
And mm -hmm. then there are certain things that you should be doing while you're in the car before you turn it on to also ensure that you're you're driving in the best in the safest way possible. So mm -hmm. I can I can walk you through those as well. Yeah, um, especially and especially if people share a car, like you know, a lot of families share a vehicle. So different people sit, are sitting in the driver's seat, and um, you know the seat could not be adjusted to your level. That's that's number one, right? So you want to make sure you adjust the seat that it's upright. You don't want to lie down and drive. Um, and then um, you've got to that going on. <laughs> You've seen that? I've seen it. Or I've seen people lean back. Like, I don't even know how they can see the road, to be honest. I know somebody who, like, basically takes a nap while they're driving in traffic. Like, <laughs> Yes. I, yeah, I've, I've seen it's it's not even comfortable. And, I, and I, it has occurred to me, I often think, how, how much can you pay attention? Because that's a very relaxed position, as you said. How much are you actually paying attention to, like, the road when you're in that kind of reclined position, but yes. Yeah. It's so important. You got to be alert. You have to sit up straight and you have to be able to see around you what's behind you. Mm -hmm. um, so adjusting your seat, making sure there's enough, like you reach the, the gas and the, and the brake, but also not being too close to the steering wheel, because if the airbag goes off for whatever reason, um, you don't want that to explode in your face. You'll get severely injured. So you have to make sure, I think it's 10 inches um, that should be between your, seat, your steering wheel and yourself. So um, other than that, look at your mirrors, make sure that you can see uh, from the front mirror, the side mirrors, you don't wanna have any blind spots when you're driving. So just make sure sometimes they get moved. Um, so you wanna adjust those to make sure uh -huh. you can see properly. And then your headrest as well. Your headrest is there to protect your head uh, should you get hit. So you want to make sure that it's directly behind your head. Mm -hmm. And uh, that that could also, you know, save you from getting seriously injured. Uh, right. And then Let, and let's, then, let's, let's back up just a little bit, Tiz. In relation to um, when you go out to the car, what should you because I'm guilty of this, I don't ever look at anything. I don't even look at the tires and sometimes I've had people say to me, Oh, miss, you know, that tire looks a little bit low. You probably want to have that looked at. So what are some of the things that you should do as sort of a little checkpoint um, before you drive off? You, you just basically the most important, like the most obvious thing would be the tires. Mm -hmm. uh, but just check that there's no hazards around you. Right. Mm -hmm. And like when you move your vehicle that, you know, you're not going to be hitting something else as you try to move it. Um, or that there's like not a nail on your driveway that's gonna pop your tire. Just uh, just walking around to make sure that things are as they should be, right? Sometimes people go to the store, they park their car, they do their groceries, they come out and somebody hit them because, and didn't stop, like they, uh -huh. as they reverse out of their parking. So you wanna make sure that your car's safe and it's, uh -huh. it's drivable. Okay. All right. Good. And you're right about animals as well. Cause I've, I've actually seen a little puppy get injured in this way because it was under the car, like close to the engine trying to stay warm and you know, the person didn't see it. So um, it's a good idea. I think cats will, will do something similar, but they kind of scurry off once they see you get in the car. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. That's a good, good bit of advice. 
Um, but tires can be, um, you know, having tires that are not properly inflated, that have a leak and you haven't noticed that, you know, it has some mail or whatever in it can cause you to lose control on the roadways. So it's it's very good Definitely. to pay attention to that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then once you're in the car, most important thing is wear your seatbelt. Please wear your yeah. seatbelts. Um, it's, it's crazy the amount of people that think it's optional. It's the law. Wear your seatbelt. Wow. They're there for a reason. They're there to protect your and restrain you in case of an impact, right? Mm -hmm. So why not? It takes one second to click in. Just wear your seatbelts. Yep. Very good. And I noticed that um, a lot of sort of newer vehicles annoy you to death if you're not wearing your seatbelts. Yes. <laughs> they're constantly dinging and clicking and whatever noise that they're going to make to tell you to put that seatbelt on, right? Yeah. So um, that's quite good. Do they still make, I don't know if you know this, Tiz, but do they still, remember back in the day, they had um, cars that had like the, um, it was a seatbelt where you could, you could click like the bottom half but then the top half you could take off. Do you remember those? I haven't seen those in a car in a really long time. I don't think that they probably do that style anymore. I, um, I think that the, the two harness seatbelt is the safest one. Yeah. Yeah. So you have your, your across Cause there was the one where it was like connected to the, um, like kind of the door jam where it moved when you close the door. I don't know if you remember those or not. Is that like in a minivan maybe? Are you thinking or no? I remember seeing them like in smaller cars, but they're probably a thing of the past. <laughs> they probably just don't make that. Uh, they probably just don't make that design anymore. I'm not sure. But anyway, okay. So wear your seatbelt. Um, I think the evidence is clear that seatbelts actually save lives. So yeah. buckle up, wear your seatbelt. Correct seat positioning uh, is important. Making sure that not only that you can reach the pedal, because I'm a little bit on the shorter side, I feel like. So for sure, when I get in Marlon's car, I have to make adjustments to like the seat. I have to bring it forward, making sure I can reach the brakes as well as the accelerator. And then if you share cars, always having to like do things like adjust your mirrors and stuff before you take off. Yes. Yes. And on that topic of sharing cars, mm -hmm. you want to make sure that your insurance co uh, company or the, the, the company that's insuring your vehicle also uh, has you covered in case you loan your car out or you have multiple drivers, right? Um, I can't tell you how many times I've, I've been seeing uh, the insurance companies take an off coverage position because the person who was driving the vehicle, even though the vehicle itself was insured, uh -huh. If somebody is under 25 or uh -huh. does not have a Caymanian license, uh -huh. then that's an automatic exclusion. And, you know, somebody who causes an accident, there's no coverage for the person that gets hurt in those circumstances. So you want to make sure that uh, anyone you, you share your car with or you loan your car to or even your rental vehicle contract, just uh -huh. keep um keep an eye on what what's covered and what's not and who's allowed to drive and who's not allowed to drive mm, good advice because i think most policies in cayman will cover any driver that is over the age of 25 but like you said um there are other exclusions that might apply so you have to read your policy and i wonder how many people actually read their policies? I mean, I think a lot don't. So they don't even know 
you know, exactly what it says, but your recommendation is to have a look at it and make sure that you're in full compliance. Um, one of the things that has come up recently, just last week, in fact, I had another attorney reach out to me from another law firm and they want to have this discussion about um, these sort of exclusionary things that will pop up in your policies that people may not be aware of. So for example, if you are um, drinking, uh, you know, your insurance company is going to say, well, whatever damage you caused to, caused to someone else, we are not going to cover you. What are, what are your general thoughts on those types of, um, of policies? Uh, yes, it's, it's really important to actually look at the policy because they actually vary. So I have uh, some clients who come in with, um, they've been injured from a drunk driver and there's absolutely zero coverage because they committed a crime and they were charged uh, mm-hmm. with over over the limit, right? And so there's mm-hmm. zero coverage, which means the person driving is responsible out of their own pocket, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen other policies where uh, the property damage caused to the vehicle is not covered, but the bodily injuries are covered. So there's nuances between the policies and it's it's so important to, you know, when you get your renewals, you know, nobody likes to read more paper. But uh, in this case, it's really important to see because sometimes the insurance companies change things on you uh-huh. and you think you're covered. Uh, but then, you know, you later find out when it's too late that, you know, it doesn't include a bunch of things that you thought were were included and then you're in a problem. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yes. And um, I mean, we've heard of people even getting killed, but because the driver was a DUI or drinking and driving, uh, the family of that victim is not going to be able to recover because of irresponsible behavior. So why don't we talk now about, um, you know, when you're getting in the vehicle as a passenger, maybe some of the things that you need to consider, like it's never a good idea to get in as a passenger with someone who's been drinking absolutely not like there's got to be another way home don't take the risk of getting into a car with someone who's been drinking Uh you don't know how many they've had you don't know their you know tolerances you don't know how long they've been drinking Uh um so i mean that's just you're asking for for trouble if if you do that um there's I know there's taxis here there's no uber i don't think but um there's buses and taxis call a friend, uh, mm-hmm. call, call a family member, or just don't get in the car, just wait. Um, it's, it's horrible. It's horrible what we see with the, the drinking and driving here. And uh, mm-hmm. if you have a chance to avoid an accident, why wouldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. All right, we've got some questions and comments. So John LaRue says, I'm not sure when Tiz says, I don't want to see anyone in my office. She he says, I don't know why Tiz says, I don't want to see anyone in my office. If that were the case, she wouldn't have a business. I guess it's a form of passive advertising. Um, can you explain when you make that comment, um, Tiz, exactly what is it that you mean when you say, I'd rather not see you in my office? Um, well, everybody knows the amount of car accidents in the Cayman Island is just mm-hmm. absurd, absurd we're busy enough we don't need new clients we don't want to see you hurt that's the Mm -hmm. point i mean 
we have, we're a law firm. We have a lot of other <laughs> clients and business that, that comes in. Um, the worst is to see someone who's, you know, severely injured, cannot work, their lives are ruined, their family is to pick up the pieces. It's just yes. really, really sad. Yeah. Um, so I genuinely say that I don't, I don't want to see you guys hurt in accidents if it can be prevented. I mean, accidents mm -hmm. will happen for sure, but it's those those ones that could be prevented by taking uh, proactive measures that really are, are sad, you know, to see because mm -hmm. they can they don't have to to be injured. Right. And what is the legal position now? Say I'm a passenger in somebody else's vehicle, right? And they get in an accident and I'm hurt. Can I make a claim on my insurance? Um, so I guess I need to read my policy first. You have to read your policy. Most policies, the majority I would say, are mm -hmm. they only uh, cover third party. So if you cause somebody injuries. However, I know that a, a couple of companies, uh, Brick K in particular, they offer comprehensive coverage. So that means that even if you're hurt and it's somebody else's fault and, and there's no coverage on the other person, then, then you would be covered. So it's a bit more expensive, but it is offered. And most people just don't take advantage of it. Um, the other thing that they'll they won't insure your vehicle for comprehensive if it's a certain uh, age. For example, if the car is more than 10 years old, I think, uh, they're not likely to give you comprehensive coverage. So comprehensive meaning the, your own insurance would pay for, for your vehicle damage as well as your bodily injuries. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right, so folks, um, I think the biggest takeaway so far this morning with his is to ensure that you actually have a proper read and look at your policy so you can know what you're covered for, potentially what you're not covered for, and of course, to ensure that you are being fully compliant. So Katniss uh, says, and people who hit your vehicle but have no license or insurance, and you're forced to make a claim, evaporating your no claim bonus and making your insurance premium skyrocket. Now, I think some, um, I've seen some insurance companies here doing this. I know they do it frequently in the US where you can do like your first claim, they kind of give you what they call claim forgiveness. So if you have to make a claim, um, it doesn't necessarily Katniss do that. So again, maybe it becomes a matter of shopping around for policies that offer that. Cause I mean, like Tiz says, accidents happen, things happen, you get that one off opportunity where it's not going to impact your, especially your new claim um, bonus that you're getting or your premium. So maybe shop around for that. Cause I, I've seen, I believe at least one local insurance company who has offered that no claim, um, like it's called claim forgiveness or something like that. Um, Alma says, well, Brit case pretty good. I've been with them for over 10 years. And so they continue to keep me fully covered. So that's fantastic. Um, and again, things like the age of your, your vehicle yeah. is important because at some point you can only get, um, third party coverage, I think for some older vehicles, I don't know what the cutoff is, but again, speak to your insurance company and make sure that you understand the elements of your claim. And this goes folks, this is good advice for all of your policies. You know, we're talking about, we're in the middle of hurricane season right now and a lot of things um you know might happen in terms of a claim ensure that you read those homeowners policies and you understand what they cover 
from what they don't cover, how much you have to pay. Like there was a storm we had last year. I had a friend that had a little bit of property damage, but when they looked at what the um, the copay was, like what you have to pay first, they were like, well, this is quite a bit and it does not actually make any sense for me to try to make a claim. Although it was, it was still big money if you got to find it out of your own pocket uh, to make the repair, when you look at what you're going to be doing to your insurance policy, making a claim and then first having to make that initial, um, you know, copay or whatever they call it, you're going to be in a worse financial situation, unfortunately. So just make sure that you know um, exactly, you know, what policies you have. And on, on that point, I know specifically with home uh, policies, uh, the market has been pretty hot. And so property value goes up, right? And the insurance company will not cover, they'll only cover um, whatever the value of your house is um, at, at the appraisal value. So if, if it's, if their paperwork is old, like five years old and your house went up 500,000, they're, they're not going to cover you a hundred percent. So they're, they're asking that you get a fresh evaluation to get the proper value of the house so that they can, um, update their records and mm -hmm. make sure that you have that you're fully covered. Mm -hmm. Very good. And Natasha says it's not only the age, but the condition. Fidelity insured my car at fully comprehensive for 16 years. Wow. And going into the 17th year, they said they couldn't because of in-house policy. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. See what I mean? Like every insurance company is different. They, they do things a little bit differently. So you have to really make sure that you're um, th that you get that information from them, because maybe you want to shop around like Sandy suggested and find another company that that offers something different for you to meet your needs. Mm -hmm. All right. Very good. Nine, three, six Bobo's telephone number nine, three, six, two, six, two, six. If you've got a question or comment for Tiz, uh, make sure to give her a call. This is your opportunity to do so. She's gonna be with us for a little bit longer as she goes through um, some of the you know things that you need to be thinking about when it comes to your protection for your car and vehicular insurance needs and uh, just some, some safety tips as well. Um, Tiz, what else should we as um, owners and drivers on the roadway be thinking of? Um, just be alert because uh, no matter what time of day, accidents happen at any second, right? So uh, just when you're driving, I know like driving is almost like second nature to a lot of us. So we're just like zone out or we're in traffic, we're zoned out. But um, it's really important to pay extra attention to what's going on around you, in front of you, mm -hmm. and even behind you. Um, because sometimes, you know, you can see something coming at you and maybe you have a chance to uh, swerve or, or move off to the shoulder of the road and avoid something mm -hmm. happening to you. So you, you just have to be very diligent when you're driving at all times. Yes. No matter how tired you are, no, no matter how stressed out you are, um, it's, you just you have to focus on the road because they're, mm -hmm. they're dangerous. Okay. Caller, good morning and welcome to the program. Hello there. Hi. It's me again. Oh, yes. <laughs> I was waiting for you to call. <laughs> You know, you're you're in my you're in my yard. <laughs> yes, road safety for sure. Did you know, if you're not wearing a seat belt, mm -hmm. well, not all investigators, but 
there, there are people on the island, I will mm -hmm. not call their name, but I know he don't listen to your show. Mm -hmm. I know he will not know because he, he's not listening to your show, so I know he, he don't listen to your show. Okay. But there are, there are people on the island that can tell. I think maybe the people from the car companies, mm -hmm. they have computers that they can stick in the car and tell if the driver was wearing their seatbelt. Oh, really? And I can. Yes, I, I can tell because I was trained. I can. Tra I was trained to do that. Hmm. I okay. can tell. I can. Wow. Actually, there was a serious accident, and the driver said that he was wearing seatbelt, and it was proved. I was able to prove to Mr. Ramsey that he was not wearing seatbelt. Wow. <laughs> and you know, he lied in a statement saying that he was wearing, mm -hmm. and I told Mr. Ramsey he was not because I'm trained to do that. Mm, okay. Thank you very much for that. I appreciate it. Yes, you can tell if the person was wearing the seatbelt. Hmm, never knew that, but good to know. I mean, I always I let, let, always wear mine 99% of the time. Let, listen to this. Yes. And look it up Look it up on Google. I did not Google this. I learned in the classroom at Northrop University. Mm -hmm. It's called seatbelt pretension. pretension. Seatbelt pretensioner. It's called seatbelt pretensioner. 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 Okay. All right. I have to look at what that means. Okay. Thank you very much. All right. We did have another caller who was attempting to get in as well. Give us a call back. 936. Bobo is the telephone number. Um, John says, I encourage people who have car damage to get multiple quotes. As I went to Car City and they wanted $3,500. And another guy um, down Dump Road fixed it for $500. Perfect. Avoid claims if you can. I'm going to talk about that here in a second. But caller, good morning and welcome to the program. Hello, good morning. Morning, sir. Um, if, you have a, if you have a motor vehicle that is third party, but it is in, it is in excellent condition, expensive rims, expensive expensive paint job and all the works mm -hmm. and someone run into it mm -hmm. but because of the year of the car it just follow 1500 <laughs> is there any way you could get compensated for all the work you've done to your old car oh that's a good question thank you i'll um ask tiz so tiz uh when you buy a vehicle a lot of people do upgrades um to the vehicle so the original purchase price or value might be x but then they, you know, they put in sort of more expensive, um, like you said, in this case, rims or whatever custom designs. Um, are you able to get compensated for those things? So uh, when when you're dealing with the insurance companies, they usually take the book value. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's really up to you to prove that your car is worth more than what they say. And the way that you can do that is to get uh, several quotes of other vehicles, maybe in the same, maybe not exactly the same condition, but, um, you know, similar to show that their their value is higher. Um, mm -hmm. Or also keep all your receipts to, to show whatever you've done to the vehicle. Um, maybe some stuff can be salvaged. Sometimes the insurance company uh, wants to take the vehicle uh, for parts. So they'll, they'll pay you off the vehicle, whatever the value, the scrap value is. It depends, uh, really on the year of the, the vehicle, the, the type mm -hmm. of vehicle, um, all these different factors play into it. So it was not just like a standard answer. I can, 
I could tell you for that. Right. But if you have um, a vehicle like that and you've made these sort of improvements, should you inform your com- your insurance company of the improvements, which probably means even if you just have third-party coverage, you're going to be paying a little bit more? So you have to, before an incident happens, shouldn't you be saying to them at the time of coverage or to increase your coverage amount, say you only paid 1500 but you put another $2,000 worth of upgrades, you should go to them and say that so that you can get it insured for the higher amount, I would think. That would make for more sure. Sense. And and that actually, that's a great point. And it, it makes me think of something else as well. Um, when people do modifications to their vehicles, some you got to make sure what you're doing is legit because some things are um, actually a reason why insurance companies would not cover you. Mm-hmm. So um, let me think. I recently came across this. Uh, the The car was upgraded with that muffler, you know, the loud muffler thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what it's called. Mm-hmm. But um, the insurance company did not know that vehicle had that feature on it. And okay. when this car caused an accident, uh, they, they they came back and said, sorry, we can't cover this, this loss because mm. you made modifications to the vehicle that were not allowed under your policy. You didn't let us know. And now you're, you're on the hook for this person's damages. Right. Wow. So, so I fancy that insurance companies are happy to take your money, but a lot of them, when it comes to paying out, are trying to find exclusionary clauses and ways to not pay you. And this is why Tiz is here, because she's saying in the event, not, not she doesn't want you to go out there and have random accidents and get hurt, but in the event that you find yourself in an accident and something has happened, you want to give them a call because then they at recover in a position to look out for your best interests. The insurance companies, they have lawyers, they have people the second you make your claim that are gonna be trying to dissect your claim and pull it apart and not pay out that money. And so um, Tiz along with the rest of the recover team are there to try their best to ensure that you actually get compensated fairly. And another point is like, sometimes when you're in an accident, the, when the police come on the scene, um, depends on what their, their schedule was or how busy they were, but sometimes mm-hmm. they actually get it wrong. They actually report the accident wrong. And you, you, you'll, you'll need to, you need a lawyer to kind of navigate through that. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you're injured, because if you're injured and the police say that you're at fault, you you can't you can't make a claim, but if that's actually not the case, um, then you want to make sure that you gather the evidence and then uh, it is presented. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes I have a client that got charged with an accident; it was not his fault, and then he goes to court, and then at that time the police realize, "Oops, we reversed uh, the the driver." Um, the at fault driver, we got it wrong. It wasn't him. It was somebody. It was it was somebody else. So, hmm. yeah. Wow. Interesting. All right, caller. Good morning, and welcome to the program. Yes, just a quick question with two lawyers in the room. Um, one one lawyer and one law degree holder. <laughs> listen to me. You know better than that. You know that I know you better than that, though. Okay. <laughs> That's what they say, but um, I know you better than that. Um, just a quick question. Um, I see that what you do to your vehicle also has to be permitted 
by law can improve mm-hmm. your vehicular quality like young people do but what they do is not looked after as kind of legal by the law because right. I'm sure they're sure I'm not going to cover that yes absolutely um, I, I thank you for that comment okay. good point and that includes like lights there, there are lights that have been found to not be um, legal here in this jurisdiction colored lights and stuff like that you're not supposed to make those types of modifications so Make sure outside of your insurance policy, I mean, there's going to be a general clause that anything you do has to be lawful. Um, so make sure if you're into making modifications that they're actually lawful modifications. Everything from the tint in your car to the types of wheels that you might be putting on. Some of these young fellas like these low rider wheels that are like wide wheels. And, um, you know, they change the entire balance of the vehicle and that can make it not as safe in certain types of situations. So ensure that it's lawful and it's legal. And then, yeah, good point, Colin. All right, Tiz, any final comments before we let you go today? Um, just the the safety thing. I don't think that we can um, drill it home enough. Uh, just be take your time out there, be safe, be alert, be vigilant, wear your seatbelts, and now we're getting into the holiday season, right? So a lot of Christmas parties, functions, events, uh, you know, after work drinks, just be very don't careful. If you have drinks, drive. please don't get in the car. Um, just, yeah, watch yes. out, not only for yourself, but for everybody else around you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, uh, Tiz, we always appreciate you coming onto the program. Every first Thursday, you can find Tiz air from recover personal injury attorneys and we'll talk about they don't do just motor vehicle accidents i mean that's a big one obviously like she said on this island just because they share numbers but there are other types of personal injury as well so maybe the next time we can dive into you know some of those others also but tis we always appreciate you being here thank you thank you all right wonderful have a great day all right folks um 936-BOBO is the telephone number let's continue the conversation take a quick commercial break. And uh, we'll be right back after these messages. Recover personal injury attorneys, helping injured people get what they deserve. Did you know that insurance companies have lawyers that represent their interests before signing and accepting any settlement? Know your rights. Call us today for a free consultation at 924-9999. That's 924-9999. Recover. Your personal injury attorneys are on standby to assist. Crichton Properties is one of Cayman's most trusted real estate companies for over 50 years. We offer a diverse selection of property listings and help our clients navigate the world of buying or selling their properties with confidence. Crichton is a name you can trust with our excellent customer service and family-friendly touch. Contact us today to list your home, land, or condo for sale by calling 949-5250 or email info at crichtonproperties.com. Crichton Properties, a trusted Cereba member. Are you tired of overpaying for TV services? Can't figure out VPNs? Constantly missing your favorite TV shows? And no access to the good stuff on streaming services? The frustration is real, but it doesn't have to be. Contact Roke, Cayman's streaming pros. We'll put you back in the driver's seat in front of your TV. Call, WhatsApp, or message Roke today on 926-1213. 
Roke is not a TV service provider. Terms and conditions apply. The Cold Hard Truth is Cayman's number one talk show since it debuted in March 2020. According to independent research, we are the most listened to talk show in 2021, and most people prefer us to any other options on island. We tackle tough issues some days, and other times have fun and lighthearted discussions. But most importantly, the cold hard truth is here for you. Thank you for your support as we continue to be the voice of the people in 2022 and beyond. Los saluda DJ Yoyo y Energy y estás escuchando The Cold Heart Truth con la voz del pueblo Sandra Hill todas las mañanas 7 y 30 AM Only on Bobo y 9.1 FM. All right, folks, welcome back. Big shout out to DJ Yoyo for that endorsement. Always love to uh, see what he's been up to. He keeps super busy. So let's get caught up in some of your comments and then we're going to spend the rest of the program talking about spice a little bit. So we have Poppy who says, my Nicaraguan aunt, great aunt, asked me to tell Sandy that even we don't say Nicaragua with a Spanish accent, <laughs> laughing out loud. No need to roll that R every time you say it. She says, say R like rat, Nicaragua. You sure y'all speak? Listen, Nick, I find Nicaraguans have a very different uh, their Spanish is like a little bit different than other people too. And their English, like you can really tell a Nicaraguan when they speak English, like their English accent is different. Um, but thank you, Poppy. Um, she says she has, she has, she cracking me up. I told her to call in and tell you, but she says she's too shy for that. Ah, so she's saying, I'm saying Nicaragua too much like a Spanish person. Just say Nicaragua. <laughs> what a hot mess. Um... Ms. Darlene says, Sandra, the ladies have to make sure that to be, to make sure that it be the three months or more birth control injection, because the ladies have to remember to swallow the birth control pill every day, or a little one or more will be on the way. Gotcha. Not a problem. Uh, Ms. Brenda says, Sandra, your agouti is running around in my yard. Come and get him or her. Aw, my goodness. You got one too? Uh, let me see what other comments I may have missed. Uh, Harlan says, I'm not there in Cayman, but um, you're doing good. God bless you. Thank you. Uh, John, I wanted to talk about your your um, your repair, uh, which is really, really interesting. He said Car City quoted him $3,500 and Dump Road was able to fix it for $500. Listen, have we all been down Dump Road? Yes. If I get a little nick on the car, I know I can go to Dump Road and I can call the little Jamaican guy. He comes out with his little rotor and, and it has a little brush on it. Don't ask me to get too technical with mechanics. And he buffs out the little scratch on the car. And he'll tell me, mm, that can be buffed, that cannot be buffed. And he doesn't even charge me, like give him a little $5 tip and say, thank you. Um, I'll see you next year when I nick something else again. However, there are times, and I don't know what the damage to your vehicle was specifically, but I can tell you that there are times when you want to go to a car city versus your dump road guy, especially when you need parts because, you know, you want genuine parts. 
Um, I'm not saying that the dump road guy isn't going to give you the same paint job. Maybe, maybe not. But the quality of the materials, the quality of the paint, the quality of the parts that you've ordered can make a difference. Now, having been, you know, a person who's gotten repairs all over or quotes all over the place before when there's been an incident, I can tell you that Car City is fair with their pricing. So I have found, because I've had to get a pricing from them, from Vamp Motors, from other people, even if Car City is the dealer and the other party isn't, you find that the prices can be, there are times when Car City has actually come in cheaper than some of these, you know, I don't want to say street mechanics, but sort of, you know, they're not the, the, the dealer, if you will. And they've come in like either around the same price point. And there have been times for me that Car City has actually come in cheaper. And I know the quality of work that I'm going to get from Car City and the quality of the parts, et cetera, et cetera. And if you don't get that quality, then I know who to take my beef up with because who owns it is going to stand behind their product, even if their staff get it wrong. So, um, you know, I guess it depends on, on what it is and what the car's value and that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, shop around. As consumers, we have a responsibility. A lot of us don't have a, a bottomless pit of money just lurking around in our bank accounts, you know, so we got to be smart. Um, you know, when I had my Mercedes the other day, there was some little sensor that went on it. And uh, thankfully, it was one of those parts that I could purchase from the dealer in Miami. And my friend was was coming through Tampa, actually. And I said, hey, can I get you to bring this part? It was only $65. I didn't even bother to ask how much it was here. It was only $65 US in the States. And uh, I picked up the part and had it here like in two days. Yeah, I mean, listen, we all need to save money in jail. So it is what it is. I'm not going to knock anybody for going to the dump road guy. I've been down there myself. Like I said, get my little scratches taken out. Not a problem. Um, so he said it was a car that he purchased and wanted some scratch and dents removed. He matched the paint, et cetera. And it is a higher end car. Car City does great work, but the money. Yeah, sometimes you do pay for what you get. And other times, you know. Catherine says Car City quoted $680 for a full service minus the spark plugs. Go figure. Well, what, what exactly would have been included in that service, I wonder? I'd like to find out. Um. Anyway, yes, you know, listen, you know what's really expensive? Batteries. Y'all bought a battery recently? Oh, my God. The other day, my husband had to get a battery. He has a Jeep. It was like over five hundred dollars for this battery. I'm like, what the? I said, hold on now, honey. Uh, is the battery? Well, they went ahead and they serviced it at the same time. But I said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is the battery washing the dishes for me at five hundred dollars? Because I feel like I need to be getting more out of that battery. And then they don't even last as long as they used to. Apparently, one of the interesting things about um. Batteries, I think here is the, the constant starting and stopping your car. Like we don't really drive longer distances, which is supposedly better for batteries. So that's a whole, you know, that, that takes a whole other toll. The short distances takes a different toll on a battery. But um, what are you going to do? Everything going up in price, my dear. All right, let's talk about Spice for a little bit. I'm not sure if Chuck is, um, I'd messaged him earlier, but Chuck was not feeling well yesterday. So he was out of office. Hope that he's feeling better. So we may not be able to get into any of our time. So let's talk about Spice and the last few minutes that we have with the program. So Spice is this reggae artist. Listen, 
Uh, I know Soka's like 500. Who? Yeah, right? So um, Spice is the queen of dance hall, or so they claim. She's very controversial. You know, she did the whole thing a couple years ago where she put on, she had herself, I think she had it sprayed on, where she had, uh, she turned herself into fair, fair complexion of herself for this video that she did because she wanted to highlight the discrimination that women face, um, in particular, who are in the industry of the darker woman, which she is a darker woman, versus the women who are lighter skin, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, they get treated differently. They get a different bit of attention if you're of the lighter complexion. So anyway, she likes controversy. She's on hip hop. Is it Atlanta still? Because I think that's the one that she was showing up on. So I believe she might partly live in Atlanta or have a home in Atlanta or whatever. Um, oh, Chuck is in today. I'm going to beg for a little bit of overtime uh, from him. Not too much this morning because I got stuff to do. Uh, begging for a little bit of OT, please. All right. So, uh, yes. So in any event, she is in the news again. And the... Um, <laughs> What she's in the news for this time is there's a story that's floating around that she went to the DR, Dominican Republic, and had plastic surgery and something may have gone wrong. Now, her booking agent has told, I think it was the Jamaican Gleaner, that that story isn't true and she's just fine. I don't believe her booking agent and I'm going to tell you why. Number one, uh, here she is. This is what she looks like. She is and on the streets, we would call her raunchy. She has a raunchy reputation. And her shows are, um, you know, you definitely better be an adult of a particular age to go to her shows. And she is very um, sexualized in a different way. That's that's her persona. I don't know what she's like in her personal life, but she does a song called or something about a measuring tape. So in other words, if you're a man, she's not going to talk to you unless she can take out her measuring tape and measure, <laughs> measure your, not your bank account, but your male parts to see how they um, stand up, pun intended, right? And she's not going to talk to you if you don't fall within a certain spectrum of the measuring tape. So I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what she's talking about here. I mean, I know what she's talking about, but I don't know what exactly measure, what size she's looking for, but it's a whole thing. And so, you know, she's, she has a reputation in the industry, and I suppose she wants to keep her reputation what it is, and uh, she doesn't mind using profanity in her songs and her stage performances and, you know, all the gyrations and the humping and jumping and whatever else you got going on. So this is what she looks like, and she's had some augmentation done to her body already. So back in 2020, apparently her real name is Grace Hamilton, by the way. She came forward, and she talked about it uh, talked about plastic surgery and, um, you know, what she has had done. She's, so she's had some work done, obviously, on her breasts. Um, she, she, I think, has shown people pictures of like, okay, this is what it was before, and this is what breast augmentation has done to me. Um, she was quoted before in media saying, I always used to hate that I had to hold them up to look sexy. So I guess... I think she's got a couple of kids as well. They were sagging. And so she, you know, wanted to have a little procedure done there. I don't know what else she's done. Um, 
She was, I think she was relatively happy with the breast augmentation. Listen to what she said her daughter said. Now, I don't know how old these kids are, but she said, she's quoted as, my daughter used to call me slippers titty. Mm -hmm. Not anymore, doc. I thank you. So she says that it has renewed her confidence and she's feeling super great and blah, blah, blah. However, um, I think that since then, she has done something else that didn't go as planned. Um, you know, in, 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 in the industry that she's in, and she has moved to Atlanta. I think she has a home in Atlanta. She lives there, whatever. She has to um, keep up with others. And trust me when I tell you, Keeping up with others means, honey, child, that you got to get booty implants. You got to get breast augmentation because they got to be looking nice and big and round. The, the, the waist has to be teeny weeny. You'll be trying to liposuction all the fat out, get tummy tucks. I mean, they do a lot to have a particular look. It is kind of a little bit crazy, to be honest. The big stars, the Cardi B's of the world, they're out there after having a baby going under the knife almost immediately in order to get things nipped and tucked and, you know, the whole works. Um, so it is a lot of pressure for um, these women in particular. Not so much the men. Like, I don't hear anything about men having to do all this kind of stuff. But women are feeling the pressure to have the biggest bonke in the industry. Um, the most exaggerated and snatched waist in the industry, the most uplifted, you know, breasts in the industry, because a lot of the clothing, as you can see from this picture, they are wearing skimpy outfits, snake, snake, um, what do you call it? The stockings, fishnet stockings, I'm going to call them snake net, fishnet stockings and all kind of stuff, because that helps them to sell part of what it is that they're selling. So it's not enough. For the music to maybe be okay or be decent or whatever, they have to bring with it this certain look, right? When you look at Cardi B, uh, you want to see apparently, based on her Instagram followers, um, a flat stomach. You don't want to see any fat and no flab and this and that. So I think there's industry-wide pressure for them to look a particular way. And it is really sad. Um, Ahsoka says, all I know is they're very brave, no sa. Yeah, and they go under the knife. Now, here's the thing with going under the knife. I have no issues whatsoever with anybody going under the knife. That is your business. If you have the money to spend and you want to do it, if it increases your self-esteem, more power to you. I've had cosmetic surgery. Years ago, you guys might not know this, but I had to have, and my um, breast augmentation was a reduction not an increase. My aunt always used to say more than a handful is a waste. And I happen to agree with her, but I had it done for medical reasons. Insurance actually covered it. Um, because child, all I can tell you is, um, uh, they weigh a pretty, a pretty pound. Okay. They're, they're heavy. When you see women at big breasts, don't you be like, Oh, I wish I had big breasts or child. Don't wish that on yourself. Years of back pain, not being able to do certain activities, et cetera, et cetera. And the funny thing is every time you put on weight, it always goes to your breasts. Like that's, if that's your area, you know, you already got big breasts. It seems like they just get bigger. 
I was like, oh my God, I couldn't take the back pain stuff anymore after years of suffering from it. So I got to sign off insurance. They said, yeah, we'll pay for it. Go ahead and reduce them. And um, I must say big shout out to Dr. Um, what's his name again? He's the Cuban guy at the hospital at HSA. He did it, he did it for me. Uh, Dr. Serdano, I think is his name. Anyway, fabulous job. Um, no complications, no nothing, whatever. All right. But the thing is, after you do something, it does change your body in other ways. So then you look at it and you go, oh, no. Now, this other area looks a little bit out of proportion. Maybe I needed a little bit of liposuction. So you go back and you get a little bit of liposuction to kind of be like, okay, let me take some of the fat out of this area. I am a proponent of you doing in life what makes you happy as long as it's not harming anybody else and it's not harming you. Having said that, it is one thing to remove something, right? Just like even with breasts. It is one thing to have a breast reduction. You're taking out areas of the breast. It's one thing to do liposuction where you're taking stuff out. It is a whole other situation to put a foreign object into your body. So these women who are getting the implants put in, some implants have been dangerous. Uh, breast implants can erupt. There are things that can happen to them. They can start leaking. Uh, and you've got a problem because now you have a foreign object in your body that is leaking. And there are people who have had to remove them because they were toxic and they were literally making them sick. The big thing in the African-American community, unfortunately, is to have bonke stuff put in. It's so weird because there was a time when big lips and a big rear end was considered it was linked to like, when you go and look at all the caricatures from the slavery days, that's how they made fun of the slaves and of people of color. Oh, you get the big lips and you got the big bonky. Now, here we are in 2022 and all that stuff is in fashion. People are going getting lip injections, um, silicone and fillers and all sorts of stuff put into their lips. Some with very damaging side effects where then they have to cut out portions of their lips because, you know, the lips are bubbly and they've gotten it all wrong. I think when it comes to implants, you got to be very, very careful. Some of them are doing the cheap man's version of the Brazilian butt lift, and uh, they insert the same stuff that they put in tires, they've been inserting into their behinds. Sometimes they go to these crackpot doctors who they don't even know. They're not even, some of them are not even doctors. The neighborhood person who's like telling you, oh yeah, they can do it for you. And they're inserting stuff into your rear end that is literally toxic and killing you. It's a dangerous thing. And you know what? It is such an addiction. I've, I've watched countless videos of women who are like, oh my gosh, I start to get attention from men. You know, all of a sudden I'm getting a date and this and that. If a man has to... <laughs> be sold on your assets, literally. And that's the only thing he sold on is your assets. You, you might have a problem. That's probably not the kind of man that you really want in your life. Because when it gets deflated or you're killing yourself with the toxicity that you're inserting, injecting into your behind, into your banque, you, when you're dead and he, he gone, move on to the next girl. Simple as that. So the rumor is that, um, you know, she has had, this part is a rumor, she has had 
other cosmetic procedures that have left her botched, if you will. So in other words, they didn't do the best job in the world. Um, and she needed to try to then get those things fixed and repaired. Caution number one, be careful what you're inserting into your body. Cautionary tutorial number two is go to a good physician. Be careful of who you decide to go to. So this BBL surgery is called the Brazilian butt lift. It's where they do a fat transfer procedure. So they will take fat often from other places of your body. They remove excess fat. So say they liposuction it out of your waist or your thighs or whatever. And then they will inject it into your behind to give you more plump behind. There's also um, people who actually put the, the similar implants that you have in your breast, they put them in your buttocks. But the buttocks not really meant to have implants. Well, neither the breast really, but they've kind of figured out the breast, like you can go underneath the breast bone um, or whatever they call it. And then that gives you a more natural and a better result at the end of the day, right? But y'all need to be careful with all of these BBLs and, and stuff that people have going on. And they all want to go to the DR. So the DR apparently is a big location for this type of thing. And women are killing themselves, no joke, um, with plastic surgery in the DR that has gone wrong. And it's not that it's cheap, but, you know, it's cheaper, I guess. Um, so we hear of stories of women going there and getting the full body done, right? And then they come back uh, from having, you know, all this plastic surgery. And um, some of them do not survive. Some of them end up getting killed. Now, Turkey is a big place uh, in Europe, if you're, you know, in the UK and so on, to go to for plastic surgery. But for most of us here in this region, it would be cost prohibitive to go to Turkey because of the cost of an airline ticket. Good morning, caller. Yes, mom. Long time ago, many, many years ago, when mm -hmm. I used to read consume documentaries. Yes. That's my thing. I, um, I came across a documentary that I saw more than once running on some particular channel. But at that point in time, it is alleged that the practitioners were using some kind of cement because, you know, there mm -hmm. uh, are different, different kinds of cement in their uh, jobs. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I can't understand that. Mm -hmm. I, or do we talk to the doctors? Um, are, are they licensed? I mean, I don't understand how you want cement in your body, mm. even if you don't have any tush at all. Yeah. It, it, it's, using some kind of it's crazy because unfortunately, a lot of women who are going to have these things done, they do not even know what the, they, they've actually had people tell them, oh, I'm injecting you at this. And they don't have any way of verifying or knowing that. And then come to find out they're injecting them at something totally different. This is it because these people are not reputable individuals. Like you have got to be careful where you go. And not only that, what about your own self-esteem? I I feel like I, I feel like um you know I I think a lot of myself mm -hmm. and uh, you need to think a lot of yourself. And woman, oh gosh, woman, think something of yourself. Mm -hmm. Every woman has a flaw. I don't think there's any flawless woman. You see somebody so beautiful, say, oh, my God, 
And I'm sure when she go home and take off her clothes, she say, a little, little, little less of this or a little more of that. Mm-hmm, There's mm-hmm. nobody. You can't do that like, to get attention from the opposite sex or the same sex. You can't do that to your health. Life ain't gonna last that. Yeah. No, not me. No, I mean, it, it is a serious um, situation and there are a lot of women who become addicted to plastic surgery. I mean, that's a whole other show. But um, it's kind of one of those things that once you start and like, you know, okay, you have the breasts on, you're like, oh yeah, they look good, girl. Mm. You know, you start to get a little bit of attention. Then you go get the waist done and then you're not done. You're like, well, now I got to get the, 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 you know, I need the bigger butt because now that I've had all this stuff tucked in and whatever, the butt looking kind of small, um, smaller even than it did. Listen, there are people who start and they start with good intentions of only doing one thing. And next thing you know, they can't stay out of the plastic surgeon's office. And there's some plastic surgeons who will operate on you knowing that you're high risk. And trust me, you're higher risk um, because of age and a number of different factors. Um, You know, and you don't need to be going under the knife unnecessarily. There have been some beautiful women going to the DR to have procedures done. And, you know, they, they end up dead. I have seen the stories and it's like, oh my God, she is, she was so beautiful. Why did she even need to go and get anything done? There's one story I'm looking for that I'm going to show you guys. Um, But yeah, there was a lady, um, you know, she returned to Miami after going to the DR and she died. And her poor mom is like, oh my God, now she's left a son behind. She had a child. She had bit, dead, dead, dead. And there are times as well when um, if a good, see here, Miami realtor dies after weight loss surgery in Columbia. And I looked at this case and I thought to myself, this woman didn't even look like she needed to lose any weight. This is the thing about it. I'm like, uh, what? She was doing what? Why? It's crazy. These are serious procedures. And they're going to places like the Dominican Republic. That's a big one for Caribbean people. Lots of people came in, have gone there. Remember I was telling you guys about the Jamaican police officer the other day who's been arrested for allegedly um, stealing money from people, theft and deception cases. Well, honey child, my sources told me that his girlfriend just went to the DR the other day and got the whole works and shebang done, which is about $20,000. And I said, I wonder if he took the $20,000 to pay for that. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Um, but it is a very, very serious thing. As a matter of fact, let me show y'all because that people are so, um, it's, a, it's a thing now where what you do is you show people the work that you've had done and you go on social media and you want to try to get other people to have it done. And so there's like money in it if you refer people and then you can get discounts on future procedures. So honey, child, people, let me see if I can find this one for you. Um, Oh, here's one where she's talking about her drainage finally coming out. They're they're all into sharing everything on social media. Now y'all know that already. So hold on, I'm gonna show you all this one. I gotta show you this one. Because child, people be sending me the goods. I'll be like, oh, honey, child. And some of them, 
You're like, girl, go back and get it done again. Because they never did too good of a job. But I think that you need to be um, increasingly careful of where you decide to have these procedures done. Uh, it does matter. You get a different quality of work, I can assure you. So hold on now. Let me see if I can show you all this one. Because you're definitely... Yeah, so look at this one. This is what she posted. On, on, this is the girlfriend of the of the of the um, police officer. So she posted this. Hold on now. Here she is. Point of view: When you're nine days post op and already loving your results. So this is what um, she's wearing the bodysuit. So after any kind of surgery like this, you got to wear certain stockings and the bodysuit, especially if you've had lipo done. It helps with the lymphatic drainage and to really keep things in place post-surgery. So they give you post-surgical garments and stuff. And it looks like that's what she's wearing in this picture. That's what that brown outfit is. Um, I don't know exactly all that she had done, but uh, you see where she put surgery? Where? So, you know, they, they think this is the body that you esteem to. Everything flat and then the bonka big. So I don't know if she actually had anything inserted into the behind, but normally that is part of... Um, what you're aiming for. And then here's her TikTok video. Hold on. Let me show you all the TikTok video. This is, this is the same girlfriend. Hold on. Give me one second. Hold on, hold on, hold on. This is the same girlfriend now that, um, let me see how I can download this one. This would be the same girlfriend of the police officer dancing and showing off the goods. So give me one second. I'm going to show you guys the happy dance that she's doing in this video. And this is what people do. This is what they are esteeming to do. This is like the life. They're like, yes, that, that's what I want for my life. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't spend $20,000 getting an education though. No. I'm just saying. <laughs> They're not going to do that, honey chill. But they will surely... Spend it on this body. Look, yeah. Here. This is your dancing. Yeah. We had her butt done. Oh, yeah. We had her butt done. That's the dancing. I don't know what the music is. You get ready now to come back and stop the new body because when she comes back to now, this is going to be going out the club too. Or out for the, the regular dancers and whatever. Oh, there she is. Mm -hmm. The thighs are a little bit tighter now. And they're going to wear these super tight outfits. Hey, hey, hey. Yes, um, so Santo Domingo is where she's at. There you go, girl. Yes, right this so there it is. Um, you know, she's obviously feeling herself and she's very happy with her results. But you're not happy when you end up dead on the table or your heart stops. So the accusation or the, the rumor, I guess, is that Spice had some sort of complications. Uh, listen, folks, when anybody puts you under, there are a lot of things that can go wrong. 
I'm always shocked at people who will even, oh, I need my 10th knee surgery. I'm like, why do you love surgery so much? You know that every time they put you under, there's a possibility you're not going to wake up. Selective surgeries and even selective medical surgeries are a very dangerous thing. Y'all have got to be careful. So the, the, the rumor is that Spice went under the table and she may have had some sort of a cardiac incident, which isn't unusual. Sometimes they have a hard time waking you up. Now, I've only had uh, a few surgeries in my life. What was the first one? Well, I told you guys I had that reduction. But one of my procedures afterwards, anesthesiologist actually said, you know, you're not the easiest person in the world to wake up after surgery. And I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. What are you telling me that for? Uh, you need to take out a gallbladder? No, leave it in there. If I'm not the easiest person to wake up after surgery, uh, we're not going to play around with that. Everybody responds differently to anesthesia and all this kind of stuff. You want the anesthesiologist to be extremely well experienced. When you go to some of these foreign countries, you have no clue. You don't know anything about the physicians, really. You don't know anything about what anesthesiologist is um, dealing with you during your procedure. And there are tons of stories. Look at this one from the insider. A woman died after botched liposuction led to lung collapse. Yeah? In the Dominican Republic. Here's another one. Indianapolis mother dies after getting cosmetic surgery in the Dominican Republic. Woman airs caution after friend goes for Brazilian butt lift and gets kidney stolen instead in the Dominican Republic. Mm, mm, mm. Y'all better look at it. Where did Kanye's mother go to have her surgery done? Here's another one. Tandra... Bowser Williams jetted off to the Dominican Republic in May for a fat transfer Brazilian butt lift, same one, the BBL, in the Dominican Republic, and she died. 49-year-old, shortly after the procedure, suffered a stroke. Her poor husband of 26 years said that she contacted him prior to her death to express her satisfaction with the work. Her exact words to me were, you're going to love Dr. Cabral's work. I didn't care one way or another. I accepted my wife the way she was, he told the Daily News. They brought my wife out of the medically induced coma so she could unlock her phone. So that's how she was able to get in touch with me. And then after, shortly after the phone call, he was contacted by a nurse who he alleged informed her that she was not doing okay. The hospital made arrangements for Williams to be brought to the DR to be by his wife's side, but she died before he could arrive on the island. BBLs are listed as some of the most dangerous surgeries in the world. Y'all hear me again? BBLs are some of the most dangerous surgeries in the world since the risk of death from an accidental injection of fat into large veins, which then travels up to the heart, lungs, or brain is high. Do I need to say it for those of you in the back of the classroom thinking about going to the DR to get a BBL? I will say it again. 
It is listed as one of the most dangerous surgeries in the world since the risk of death from an accidental injection of fat into large veins, which can then travel elsewhere in the body, is high. You have women who have either died or were left disfigured from procedures, most of which were carried out by unlicensed or untrained professionals. Wow. Her physician in the DR, hear the, hear the madness because y'all don't know. You don't speak Spanish. You're not reading newspapers. You're not even Google searching people. And sometimes even when you Google search them, you can't find these stories. But listen to this. Yeah. Her physician in 2012 was indicted by then New York uh, Attorney General Eric Schneiderman for performing cosmetic procedures on 10 women without a license. Was charged with 10 counts of unauthorized practice of a profession, medicine, and two additional counts with a co-defendant to defraud in the first degree and conspiracy in the fifth degree. He was fined $5,000 US, ordered to pay $23,000 in restitution and complete 250 hours of community service in the DR, according to the newspaper. Well, that didn't stop him from continuing with his Caribbean clinic. And so this woman um, died at his Caribbean clinic. And so no one should really be surprised, really. You go to get surgery, they're taking a kidney instead because there's big money for certain parts, uh, organ parts that they need. So she was going for Brazilian butt lift and they decided instead to take her kidney. Because when you're under, you don't know what the hell they're doing. Folks, all I can tell you is go to a reputable physician if you do want to have something done. Me, I'm like, go to America because at least you can double check. You can see if the person's board certified. You can check lawsuits and, you know, you can find a lot on, on these physicians. And more importantly, anything goes wrong, you know, you can check beforehand to make sure they've got adequate malpractice insurance. So when you have to sue them, at least you're going to get paid for some of your issues that you will now be facing, which if you survive will oftentimes... Um, be lifelong issues. This is such a serious thing because I know a lot of women here who are actually going and getting these BBLs and a lot of them are now going to DR and they're staying at these facilities. Remember the one that's in jail? What's her name again? Um, uh, Eve High Voltage. She went to DR and had her surgery done too. This is a woman who's an NAU client tying back into what we were talking about earlier. She's an NAU client. NAU is paying to support her family and she can't ever keep a job, but she could find money to go to the DR to have BBL, whatever the hell else she had done. That, that, is, that is what we have people here coming and taking advantage of right here in the Cayman Islands. And you all heard her because she came on the show and she made it very, very clear that um, the government is responsible for taking care of her her Caymanian children, she's a Jamaican, but because she married this Caymanian fool from East End, the children are Caymanian, and so they're government's responsibility. That's how people think. They're not her responsibility. 
They are the government's responsibility and the people of the Cayman Islands must pay for her children to be able to eat because she has money that she can find to spend on cosmetic procedures and fake hair and hair by the pound. Have a listen to this. A Miami realtor died after traveling to Columbia for a weight loss surgery. NBC6 investigator Miriam Masihi found the medical credentials of the doctor that performed the surgery were already under investigation. Delia Escalante took care of her large family when she helped them move from Venezuela to Miami. I started to study because of her. Looking to better their lives, Delay went into the real estate business with Taina Shepard, NBC6's Willard Shepard's wife. Delay was my business partner, my best friend, my sister from life. Taina says despite Delay's beauty, the 46-year-old realtor wanted to change. So she traveled April 20th to Colombia to undergo gastric bypass surgery at the hands of Dr. Carlos Sales Puccini, who had performed the same surgery on her in 2015. Delia's mother and aunt went with her. She left the consultation reassured by the doctor that she would be fine in three days, her aunt says. Medical records show Delia was admitted to the Reina Catalina Clinic in Barranquilla on April 21st. She went into the OR at 3 p.m. in good condition, got a gastric sleeve, and was released the same day. I spoke with them after and I expressed my concern that Delay was not left, not even 24 hours in observation. She always was vomiting since she left the operation room. Her family says because she kept complaining of the pain and couldn't keep fluids down, the doctor had her come to his office three days in a row for endoscopic dilations, procedures that stretch parts of the esophagus. Taina spoke with her before the last one. She was very scared of the procedure and that she was hoping that at that time it was going to work. But that didn't stop the pain. And Thursday, April 28th at 5 a.m., Delilah left the doctor's assistant a message saying she didn't have the strength to go get an x-ray he ordered. They say three hours later, Dr. Sales Puccine got to the apartment and saw her in such bad condition, he said he was heading to the clinic to prepare the OR. He didn't call an ambulance. He left. Meet me at the hospital. A family friend says he began driving her to the clinic the doctor ordered, but Delia was fading quickly, so he took her to a nearby hospital where she was pronounced dead. In a WhatsApp chat, the doctor told me there are no doubts about the operation, that because it was a bariatric reintervention, the stomach was narrow and endoscopic dilation was performed, and it evolved well, he said, adding that Delay did not undergo the x-ray he requested. Delay's aunt immediately went to file a complaint with local prosecutors. And that's when they learned that he has 11 complaints in the state attorney office. We found that in 2021, the Colombian Supreme Court ordered Dr. Sales Puccine pay the family of one of his patients close to half a million dollars after the man died following a bariatric surgery that the court said was not endorsed by the medical community. It happened at a different clinic. And although the sign on his door says he's a plastic surgeon, those credentials are being questioned by the local prosecutor's office that has charged him with lying to the Ministry of Education about his studies. I wonder why he's still operating. We reached out to Reina Catalina Clinic, but haven't heard back. Taina says she flew to Barranquilla to fly her friend's remains home. For me, it's very difficult, heartbreaking, and at the same time, I have a mission. 
I need to understand what happened. Delia's family and friends are awaiting her autopsy reports to see what happened. They say they're telling their story to warn others who are thinking of flying abroad to get a procedure like this. We asked Dr. Salis Puccini about his credentials and the charges he faces, but he didn't respond. Mary there you have it, folks. You don't know what credentials these people have. You can't check to see if they're board certified. They don't have an insurance. He had done stuff to 11 other people, paid out money, and none of that was information that she was aware of. And you probably had to do some extra digging to even get to that kind of information. If you're going to do it, and all surgeries come with a degree of risk, make sure you research the facility the surgeons, find out who your anesthesiologist is. Folks, do your research. Do not take these things lightly. That's all I can tell you. All right. So El Ray says, okay, Sandra, you changed my mind. I'm canceling my DR trip. Oh, El Ray behave. And the thing about that last lady, I'm looking at her thinking, why did she need gastric sleeve? You saw her picture. That woman wasn't overweight, 10, 15 pounds. Girl, just walk on the damn treadmill. Work on your diet. Like, you know, a lot of times um, there are people who medically shouldn't be doing a procedure at all. No, sir. Parla says, I'll be damned if I hear anything about a man doing a surgery like this. Not a transgender type, but where will he put it though? You mean the BBL? Listen, a lot of people are into, you just don't know, child. Uh, Marshall says that they want that hot, sexy, and dumb as a bat look. <laughs> okay. Um, so, uh, Perla says, thank God I didn't drink any coffee this morning. I'm drinking my hot and creamy oats porridge. I hear you. Anyway, folks, um, I don't know what the story is with Spice. I feel like if Spice was perfectly fine, we wouldn't be hearing from a booking agent. We would have heard from Spice herself, okay? Uh, she would have provided information. She would have done a live stream. She would have done something at this particular junction and the message would be coming very, very clearly from her. The fact that it's other people um, saying that, no, she hasn't had a heart, heart attack. She's not in a medically endosed coma. I find that hard to believe when Spice herself has not spoken on this. So Lady Saw, who's now calling herself Minister Marion Hall, she did a show yesterday where she was um, sending out her thoughts to Spice, uh, wishing her a speedy recovery. I'm sorry, but I have to agree that um, something is amiss here. Spice has a big mouth. If y'all were lying lies on Spice and she didn't have cosmetic surgery, she would have posted something on Instagram. She has 4.1 million followers on Instagram. She would have went live. She would have cussed your, your, your body this and that and blah, blah, blah. Um, y'all scandalizing my name and must come off my name. I got to pull up my measuring tape. She would have said something. The fact that Spice has not said a single word leads me to believe that there is some truth to these rumors that are flying around about her. I hope they are not true. I mean, I hope that Spice is in the best of health and she's not in a medically induced coma and she's not had any complications from cosmetic surgery, but I'm a little bit suspect. I must admit, I'm like, hmm. 
Something's not adding up here. And the bizarre thing is, Spice is supposed to be coming to the Cayman Islands to perform. I know a lot of you are looking forward to that. My thing is, why would you have it done now even? Like, how much recovery time were you planning on? <laughs> Not very long when you're going to be on stage jumping up and down and performing? Hmm. It all seems uh, very, very suspect, but we wish her the best and we hope for her sake that she's fine. She does have children. I don't know the age of her children, but I feel like they're probably um, maybe preteens or early teens. So again, um, you know, it's been a minute that she hasn't posted anything on social media. She did say that she was coming off of social media for a bit, probably because she knew she was going to have this procedure. But um, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Um, mm -mm. Poor Spice. Let me show you one more picture before we move on to the news in case you all want to get your Spice excitement this morning. This is another picture of Spice and all of her glory, honey chill. She looks like she's already done the BBL, to be honest. That bonk and not quite looking right. But there you go. This is the look that uh, they're into and that they're always esteeming to um, have. You know, that's that's the that's the new beauty, folks. That is the definition of what uh, Caribbean women, African-American women, Latin women, uh, white women, all these women are going after this look because they think this is the new definition or this is the definition of beauty. Well, they say beauty is in the eyes of the beholder. And I think that you guys just need to be careful. The societal pressures that are um, forcing you to look a particular way. And most men don't even care. They're just like, oh, child, please. Do I really care what you look like in the dark anyway? Am I going to be seeing you? They don't even care. And those who are caring are out there flossing in the streets and going to all these little um, ghetto fabulous parties every weekend and boat cruises, and they have nothing to offer you as a woman. You're going out there getting all this done for what? For men that you have to support? I know well. <laughs> Honey, child, if I got to support you, you better look at what you see and, and like it. <laughs> anyway, um, Live says, I don't know her songs. Neither do I. I'm not really into her at all. Sandra says, Dominican Republic in Brazil and most Spanish countries is the worst place to go for cosmetic surgery. Spice could have gone to California. She can afford it. Even Miami um, has some really good plastic surgeons as well. They've got a guy there. He's known as the breast man, Dr. Um, oh God. What is his name again? His wife was on Real Housewives of, of Miami. Um, uh, let me see if I can tell you. He's actually Dr. H. Uh, he's originally Dr. He's originally from, um, he, he works in the Aventura area. He's a plastic surgeon. But he's actually, here he is, Dr. Leonard Hotstein. I think he's originally from Russia, actually. Oh, he has a whole Hotstein um, surgery center now. But he is top notch, especially for breasts. The man knows a thing or two. Uh, his wife, I think they've separated now. He's got him a newer version of her. 
Um, he is world renowned and um, board certified. Like I tell y'all, make sure they're board certified. But he has performed, listen to what his website said. He has performed over 27,000 breast augmentation augmentations, revisions, lifts, and reductions throughout his career. And you can see that he's had a little something plastic surgery done to his face, child, because he not really, or too many fillers or something, because when he smiles, you don't really see that he's smiling. But, um, you know, his wife became famous because she went on one of these housewife shows. Charmin, uh, Charmaine, sorry, says, that's what I said. Um, Perla says Spice had no reason to do it. She was perfectly fine the way she looked. Why do, would you do it? Now you can't come, yeah, I'm sad and mad at the same time. Well, we'll see. The promoters here don't seem to um, know what's going on either. Uh, they've reached out to her team and the team is, you know, making statements like if they, when they find out more, they'll let her, let the people here know kind of thing. But I am very, very um, suspicious. So yes, Dr. Leonard um, Hotstein is, uh, you know, he's world renowned, honey chow. But, you know, he does the best of the best. He's going to do all the top models and everybody else. And um, he has a really, really good record from what I understand. Mm -hmm. So anyway, do your research if you're going to decide to do it. And there's always risk. So you take a chance. Uh, Jerry says, um, Dr. Miami, is that what they call him? Um, I know he is. He's very, very, well, he's actually looking a little bit different. Maybe he eased up on the fillers on his face. Um, cause the last time I saw him in housewives, saw he was looking a little bit like he was using too much. There he is. Not a bad looking guy. I think he's had some hair implants done too. Um, he's called the boob God by various media and print outlets. Yes, child. There you go. Anyway, beautiful people. Uh, that's the news that we have on spice. That's all I can tell you. Um, we're going to go ahead and pull up our local news now from Kevin Watler. Big shout out to Kevin who keeps us in the loop with everything that's going on right here in the beautiful Cayman Islands. We had a robbery last night, in case you missed it, another robbery. That one was, um, where was that one again? I'm trying to remember. Hold on. Let me check my messages real quick. That one was East End. Oh, Subway, I think it was. Was that the Subway one last night? Or that was not? Child, I'm, I'm beginning to, to, no, this is Windsor Park. A lady had her handbag stolen. Um from her at gunpoint apparently so this person says morning isn't spice um have a performance here or was that done so she's supposed to be coming up in a few weeks but yeah we'll see uh this person says this morning good morning don't forget the imported poverty now all of them and their families are NAU aka status grants <laughs> oh we'll skip that next comment uh been working from i was 12 years old part-time all the way through college Went to college at night, five days a week, and worked full-time. Paid for my first community college course by working in the summer. Good. Uh, isn't that where Eve High Voltage, some go to? Yes, yeah, she's been there. <laughs> they can't speak the language and have no clue what's going on. There's that too. In the DR, you can get lipo, a tummy tuck, breast lift, all in one, done for US $3,500. That is cheap. When it comes to plastic surgery, I can tell you. Lipo, tummy tuck, and a breast lift for $3,500? Honey child, if it's too cheap, it probably ain't no good. And this person goes on to say, crazy, 
people are really dumb and there's lots of pressure on your body to have all of that done at the same time. Uh, let me see who else has sent in a message. This person says, good morning, ma'am. My cousin lose his life here in Cayman by bad luck. We're trying to support his family. Okay, that's a different message, obviously. Okay, all right. I'll look at that after. That's unrelated. What happened to Kanye West's mother? He has not been the same since. So his mother had liposuction. Um, Donda West, I want to say that she had it, um, I believe, was it overseas? Hold on. Uh, so she went into cardiac arrest afterwards as well. No, she actually did hers in California. She was 58 years old. She was doing, um, so she didn't die during the surgery. She went home and, um, what did it say? But went home against the recommendation of the surgeon who performed her procedure. See, yeah, I'm not listening to the surgeon suit because sometimes they want you because of her age, quite honestly, I'm sure they wanted to, she was almost 60. She was age 58. They probably wanted to keep her under further observation. And if you already have little things like high blood pressure, your diabetic, whatever, listen, like I said, any surgery is additional risk for you. Um, but yeah. So, and of course, since Kanye's mother's death, um, he's not been the same. That's for sure. I think she used to keep his bipolarism in check. And she also helped to manage his career. So she was doing a tummy tuck, liposuction, and breast reduction. And the more things you do when you go in for any procedure, and physicians will tell you this, if, they're, if you're going to do a complicated surgery where you're going to be under for hours and hours and hours, they'll tell you. You know, they're not going to do a whole bunch of other stuff. Like they want to get you in and out as quickly as possible. But the more things you do, they got to do the breasts, then they move on to the tummy tuck. And those are big procedures themselves. Sometimes you're better off breaking them up, like do the tummy tuck first and then go and do another, you know. But some people feel like, oh, I just want to go under the knife once. But you're putting your body under such immense pressure of having to do everything. Because a tummy tuck is, is a very, I would never do a tummy tuck. I have heard the pain of that. You're going to have to just deal with the belly fat, honey chill. Because I have heard that a tummy tuck is a very painful procedure because they have to really go into the muscle and pull, they always, they have to do liposuction first. And then they go into that muscle and they have to literally, they even have to redo your belly button. You got a fake belly button because they have to pull it and tuck it. Oh, tummy tucks are, ooh. And in terms of cosmetic procedures, tummy tucks are very hard on the body. So she was doing like three different things, a tummy tuck, liposuction. And normally they'll do liposuction with a tummy tuck, but she's probably having other areas liposed as well. And then breast reduction. And with liposuction, you lose a lot of blood. You're losing a lot of blood during these procedures. So um, unfortunately, she died um, afterwards. Now listen to this. This is where, again, you know, sometimes we're too eager to do certain things that we shouldn't. Um, the mom consulted numerous, it says that Adams, her physician, Dr. West, that was not the first surgeon that Wes had consulted. In fact, she had met earlier with an unnamed surgeon who actually refused to operate on Dr. Wes 
after it was determined that West was a risk for a heart attack, according to the LA Times. So again, high risk patient. Why? Here's the truth. Now, this is what I'm telling you. I didn't even know this, but I was just telling you about it. Uh, West suffered from chronic health problems such as high blood pressure, high blood sugar, diabetes, and cardiac artery blockage. Wow. Why that doctor performed her surgery, only God knows. And people won't tell you that, oh, yeah, I went to two other physicians and they refused to touch me. You guys watch the botch surgery guys on TV. They're sensible. They have people coming in and they say, no, we're not going to touch you. You had too much plastic surgery. You're at risk of death or permanent disfiguration. You need to stop. And I think plastic surgeons need to tell you, no matter how much money you throw in at them, that you're not a good candidate for this procedure. You're going to kill yourself. And this Dr. Adams actually failed to perform a physical to determine whether or not his patient was healthy enough to have the procedure done according to the media. If he had done so, it's possible that Donda would be alive today because he would have told her no. Mm-mm-mm. It says, in addition to his questionable decision to operate on a high-risk patient such as Dr. West, um, Dr. Adams' past has been called into question by those who blame Donda's death on him. So he's got a history of being arrested for drunk driving, paid out an estimated $500,000 in civil settlements over the years, et cetera, et cetera. Again, folks, do your homework. So she had five and a half hours of surgery. Even all of that, the doctor still said to her, stay in the hospital. She would not stay. She walked in and out of his clinic after five and a half hours of surgery. She was heavily bandaged and prescribed Vicodin for the pain. She was told to remain in the post-operative care center by medical professionals at an inpatient facility, and she opted not to do that. Her caregiver left her to go and have a baby shower. (laughs) This is like, all of this is a recipe for disaster. She was actually left in the care of her nephew, who is a registered nurse, but still. That should not have happened. Wow. Mm-mm-mm. What a mess. Unbelievable. And then apparently um, he left to come back in the night and just left her with her best friend. Oh my gosh. This is a recipe for disaster. Sounds like they could have called 911 earlier as well and probably have saved her. What a mess. Anyway, um, yes, and obviously, like I said, her death um, prematurely has impacted her son, Kanye, and his mental health. And I feel like really it has um, escalated, you know, his whole situation. By the way, his Donda Academy, which he had opened up, some Christian school, has since um, closed down and he's seeking help rehousing students after the closure of the academy, according to Newsweek. And all of that is the fallout from what has happened um, with his recent, uh, you know, cancellation. Um, 
you know, he's been canceled literally because of all the stuff that he's been going on with. Anyway, what a mess. Um, Sandra says coming to Cayman. I hope she don't get sick here and sue the government. Everyone is seeing our stupid government is suing our stupid government. Um, no, I mean, this will call into question whether or not she would even be able to travel if she's in a coma. Obviously, that's not a good combination. Ay, ay, ay. Uh, Jonathan says, I guess we should get Rihanna now. Rihanna, Rihanna's, y'all can't afford Rihanna, truth be told. <laughs> uh, Sandra says, I'm going to my grave the way my mother made me. Take it or leave it. Mm-mm-mm. All right, folks, that's all we got for you in that. Here's some news. You guys have a beautiful day. We will see you again um, tomorrow morning, God's willing, at 7.30 a.m. for the Friday edition of The Cold Hard Truth. Hello, I'm Kevin Watler, and this is your CMR Daily Buzz. The United States Federal Reserve approved a fourth consecutive three-quarter point interest rate increase and signaled a potential change in how it will approach monetary policy to bring down inflation. In a well-telegraphed move that markets had been expecting for weeks, the central bank raised its short-term borrowing rate by 0.75 percentage point to a target range of 3.75% to 4%, the highest level since January 2008. The third missing teen has been located. Police say Jasmine Ebanks has been located and returned home safely. She was the last of three teens who didn't return home last week. The Royal Cayman Islands Police Service thanks the public for their assistance in this matter. The Workforce Opportunities and Residency Cayman or Work is making changes to simplify its application process. It is removing the requirement to submit multiple medical records for those submitting work permits, permanent residency, Cayman status applications, temporary work permits, extensions, business visitors visas, and special economic zone applications. Effective December 1st, a medical declaration cover letter from a medical practitioner will be the document required for submission of applications. Caymanian pilot Anthony Hawkins Schick flew his inaugural flight into Owen Roberts International Airport Wednesday morning as a first officer for Delta Airlines. He started with Delta earlier this year, but this was his first flight assignment to Cayman. The excitement of knowing that I was on, behind the controls of the aircraft and um, bringing these wonderful people here to our wonderful island, um, that's something that, uh, that I would have to say people at Cayman Airways, the pilots here get that, that has that feeling every single time. But I think with Delta and American and other carriers, it's not that often that they can have that same pride or privilege of that understanding. So that's something that I think I felt for the first time today, and I definitely can say I felt for the first time. So that to me was a, a very proud moment to bring new people and returning people uh, to the Cayman Islands. Yeah. He flew from Atlanta to Grand Cayman. 
The Department of Environmental Health has resumed its cosmetology, hygiene, and safety training courses for hairdressers, barbers, tattoo and body piercing technicians, and others in the cosmetology industry. Registration is now open for the two training sessions to be held on November 17th and 24th at the Georgetown Public Library. Now for your CMR weather update, it's brought to you by WG Charters, sunrise at 627, intervals of clouds and sunshine, winter temperatures at 86 degrees Fahrenheit and humidity at 75% like the forecast calls for, it will feel around 97 degrees Fahrenheit. The winds east-northeast at 15 to 25 miles per hour and then the sun sets at 550. At nighttime, the temperature falls to around 80 degrees Fahrenheit. Looking forward, getting back to hot days, warm nights with the possibility of brief showers. CMR weather updates are brought to you by WG Charters. They offer private boat trips for a great price, so we encourage you to support them. Stormwatch 2022 is brought to you by Home Gas. Your propane experts before, during, and after the storm. Two hurricanes formed on Wednesday, Martin, which is not impacting any land at this time, and Lisa, which is impacting Belize, Guatemala, Mexico, and also the coastal area of Honduras. Life-threatening flooding from Lisa is one of the largest concerns in the Yucatan Peninsula. Now for some regional and international news. The tourism sector will not be a direct priority for Grenada's government for the next five years, but the industry should benefit from the six priority areas the administration will be focusing on, said Prime Minister Dixon Mitchell on Monday. He told a town hall meeting that health and wellness, transforming the education sector with particular emphasis on youth and sports, agriculture, food security and the marine economy, physical and digital infrastructure, culture and creative economy, and energy transition and the environment will be the focus during his term in office, which began in June. Jamaican police say Roshane Patterson, the person of interest in the murder investigation of social media influencer Anika Slikiana Townsend, is in police custody. Reports are that Patterson was arrested by the police at a guest house in Hangover on Wednesday. Roshane Patterson was identified as a person of interest after Townsend's body was found at a beach in St. James, October 21st. Several bloggers on social media have been calling for fans to keep dancehall artist Spice in their prayers as she allegedly suffered complications during cosmetic surgery in the Dominican Republic. Allegations are that Spice, whose real name is Grace Hamilton, suffered cardiac arrest during surgery and had to be placed in a medically induced coma. The Parkland school shooter was sentenced to life without parole Wednesday after families of his 17 slain victims spent two days berating him as evil, a coward, a monster, and a subhuman. The judge sentenced him to 17 life terms for the February 14, 2018 massacre at the Margie Stoneman Douglas High School in Fort Lauderdale and an additional 17 for the attempted murders for those he wounded. Again, I am ordering that all 34 counts of the indictment for each sentence is to run consecutive, that is, one after another. I'm ordering all mandatory court costs, all costs of prosecution. I'm ordering the costs of incarceration uh, of the defendant by the Broward Sheriff's Office. I'm also imposing a public defender fee. Uh, pursuant to Florida statute. I'm ordering restitution for each 
victim as previously named in counts 1 through 34 of the indictment with the specific amount to be determined at a later time. I am ordering pursuant to 943.325, the defendant is to submit to two samples of his blood or less intrusive method for purposes of the DNA bank. Mr. Cruz, you are remanded to the custody of the Department of Corrections to complete the mandatory life sentences imposed by the court. You have 30 days to appeal the judgment and sentence of the court. If you fail to appeal within the allotted time period, or you fail to contest the imposition of any of the fees or costs imposed during that 30-day period, you will waive said appeal. I am also granting the state's motion under the Florida equivalent of the Son of Sam law, which means, Mr. Cruz, you will not be able to benefit, benefit in any way as far as monies are concerned as to the, crime that you, the crimes that you committed. In addition, I am going to order the Department of Corrections to garnish uh, the commissary account of Mr. Cruz until all restitution and costs of prosecution and costs of the sheriff's office are paid in full. That's it for now on The Daily Buzz. Thank you for joining me. Please stay safe and God bless. for tuning in to another episode of the cold hard truth on bobo 89.1 fm cayman's number one talk show is live weekdays from 7 30 a.m never miss an episode again watch anytime on cmr's facebook and youtube channels for the latest show episodes don't forget to follow us online on our social media channels and visit caymanmarlroad.com for all the latest news and community happenings 